everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of the Film is Dead podcast. The date is the 10th of January 2021 and my name is John. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm James. Hi guys, and uh, this week we're going to cover the Christopher Nolan masterpiece Tenet from 2020. <laughs> but uh, before that, we'll just do a bit of a catch-up. Uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, not yeah. too bad, not too bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Good, good. Given the circumstances, of course. Yeah, but there's a lot of weird circumstances going on, isn't there? We'll just mention, uh, we mentioned on the last podcast that we were planning on doing like a Christmas episode, which which was the plan. We were going to uh, even meet up over Christmas and do a a big, like even maybe get a guest or two on that kind of thing. We had big plans working. Mm -hmm. But then Boris cancelled Christmas. And uh, due to other scenarios, like me and Nick had to... uh, because of COVID and stuff like that, we had to kind of uh, isolate at different times over the holidays and stuff like that. So, yeah, it just uh, threw everything, all the plans up in the air kind of thing. So mm. we're finally back now doing uh, the first podcast for 2021. Not bad, not bad. Been a bit of a weird year for everybody, hasn't it? 2020, unusual year. Yeah, the weirdest year, wasn't it? Really, really strange year. And by the look of it, we're talking a bit off, off the pod before, but by the look of it, 2021 is not getting off to a, <laughs> a good start either. <laughs> not really. And Eric, it looks like something weird is happening there. Well, I think we called it a few episodes, going back to maybe the V for Vendetta one or the Wild Wild West mm. episode. I think I actually said that uh, Trump would do an Emperor Palpatine move. And that's word for word what's happening right now. <laughs> Order 66, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's called for Order 66. He's uh, got his troops together. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're not going to talk about this in, in depth, like, but I don't think it's over by any, any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the, you know, the, the fella who was like the, the, the ringleader of the, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you call him, the rioters. Yeah. Are we the talking about Jamiro, Jamiro Kwai fella? Yeah, the Jamiro Kwai fella, yeah. His uh, name apparently is Jacob Chansley, I think. But I saw an interview with him. Like, how he's been interviewed? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> why are you not in jail? Why, why are they catching these people? <laughs> and he was saying that like he's looking forward to coming back on the nineteenth of January, the day before Biden's inauguration. Yeah, I believe so, like, there's some other things happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're announcing it on the news and no one has bothered. It's like, <laughs> well, let's hope it's that, like, the, uh, that Donald Trump actually allows the National Guard to go in and uh, defend the Capitol building at that point. Well, well, they, 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 wouldn't, they wouldn't be under his control, would they? They'd be Biden, they'd be Biden using them to get him out of the White House. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, this way, it could be the actual, uh, it could be Biden and his cronies having to physically removed old Trump from the White House. <laughs> Well, I'll always say, he said he's going to be in Scotland in the inauguration. Um, well, I think Nicola Sturgeon has said, no, you fucking not. Yeah, well, she, I think she said, um, you, if you do that, you'll be arrested because it'll be against the law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah. amazing. Didn't, did, did Donald Trump want to buy Scotland at one point? Oh, I don't know. He's, he's got a lot of uh, golf interests over there, hasn't he? So Yeah. He, I know he bought like an entire like shoreline village just to build his golf course. And the locals were fuming about it. There's actually a documentary on that. I can't think what it's called now, but he basically bullied a small Scottish, like a, I think it was like a fishing community or something, into like selling him their land, basically. Jesus. 
so we could build a golf course. I, I mean, think that's where he's planning to go. He's planning to go to his golf course. And Nicholas is with Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, at least I can see where he was coming from. Mm. I mean, he had, a, he had a goal, didn't he? But with Donald Trump, I can't see what his, what his goal is. Yeah. I mean, it's just at this point, try anything into to stay in power by the look of it. Yeah. yeah. But I, like this, this is the thing. This is the genuinely uh, worrying thing about it. I don't think these people who, who have stormed Capitol Hill... I don't think these people are crackpots and like just idiots kind of thing. <clears throat> a lot of them are like military vets and stuff like that. The woman who died, sorry, the, the terrorist, female terrorist who was shot. Uh, she she was ex. Uh, uh, what's the American looking like? The RAF, you know, yeah, like the Air Force, Force. or whatever. <clears throat> she yeah. done like four tours of like war zones and stuff, and she was heralded a hero at the time. But then she's just gone and commit treason. It, Crazy. Like, I I generally think uh, even with Trump, I don't think he knows he lost the election. I think he generally thought he was cheated, and like yeah. I think his followers do, and that's why it's so worrying. Because it's like, how do you convince them that? Do you know what I mean? How do you convince them yeah. that they didn't win the election? <laughs> yeah. Drawing a parallel to Tenet, the film we're going to be talking about. There's a line in that film, and it's something along the lines of, "It's it, it's." He cannot admit defeat, but it, it's something. I don't know. I don't know. Is it a shit analogy? <laughs> <anyway>? <laughs> yeah, I just think. I don't know how they can sort this this thing out now because there's genuinely seventy million Americans who believe that they were cheated in an election. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a really weird mindset, and it's like, how do you solve that problem? Like, no, because they're always going to believe it, aren't they? Exactly. No matter what you say to them now, they, they won't believe it. Kind of things. So it's like, yeah. they, you know, I don't know. It's like a conspiracy theory within a conspiracy theory, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it's like a, a conspiracy theory writ large. Like just you know, half the country believe it. <laughs> yeah. But talking of conspiracy theories, we've uh, we're back in lockdown again. Uh, the Boris Johnson made a complete, absolute hash of the Christmas uh, COVID restrictions. Before yeah. Christmas, the rule was meant to be that we had that lockdown in November to save Christmas. And it didn't save Christmas in the end, so... <laughs> is that the opposite of the Grinch? In fact, no, it is actually like the Grinch. Yeah. The COVID Grinch. And so, like people have people have been going around everywhere on Christmas Day, meeting family and stuff, and now everyone's infected. Yeah, why did he mm. tell us that we could do that? Yeah, everyone was going to do it anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I don't think he could have said anything to make everyone not go and see the family and stuff. Yeah, so it's just such a weird thing right now. And now we're back in for anyone like in America and stuff. We're like in the UK, we're back in a full lockdown again. Uh, with the idea being we'll be out in February, 15th of February, Jimbo. Is that what you said? I think that's what they said, but then we, we, we think that it'll be longer, don't we? Yeah, I think we're more like end of March kind of thing. But yes, we're <clears> in full <throat> lockdown again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no chance of us meeting up to do a podcast any time soon. No, no. no, no. I, was, I was lucky last yeah. year to get my birthday out of the way, wasn't I, on, on the 14th of March. Got that out of the yeah. way. And then a week later, we were. F- that's when... We got told about COVID 
broccoli, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah everything went to pot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so have you guys got anything more to add on, on Trump and COVID? <laughs> Not really. I mean, Jamiroquai, I've been listening to a bit of Jamiroquai lately. <laughs> oh, just reminding, just reminding me of Jamiroquai, that whole thing. So. I'm a bigger... Have you seen his... He's done, a, he's done a public announcement, JK, from Jamiroquai, and said in quite a, quite a funny accent that he, he's not involved with those freaks and he wasn't there. So <laughs> It's definitely not him. Definitely not I, him, uh, no. I messaged you two, actually, saying, like, for the next poker night, we can, God knows when that'll be now, but the next time we mm. meet up for a poker night, I'm going uh, to cosplay as that guy. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> got to get the, uh, the little horn hat and stuff and uh, <laughs> the face paint. That'd be amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Don't forget the uh, the tattoos as well. The, uh, the yeah, I'll just draw them nationalist tattoos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's pretty much all the news wrapped up. Uh, do you want to get into a bit of film news, guys? Or yeah, yeah, let's do it. The only thing I've got to mention is that Wonder Woman eighty four launched over Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was getting a lot of like clickbait in the UK. A lot of stories saying like, "Oh, Wonder Woman eighty four's flopped. It's it's a tank at the box office." And it's just like, yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> no cinemas are open. Look at Tenet, that fucking tank as well. Yeah, it's like, where, where have you been showing this film? I don't get it. <laughs> You're watching it on your phone in the toilet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, June's been open, hasn't it? Hasn't it so. Well, for us, it's Ramsell Boxing. Uh, yeah, Ramsell Boxing Day once it. Was it? We went to tier three then, and in tier three, cinemas close apparently. Uh-huh. I think after that, there was only literally like, I think maybe like two places in the UK that was in tier two. And now, you know, obviously now everything's gone on to it. So there's probably about 10 cinemas in the whole country actually showing it. So (laughs) (laughs) we were saying about that, we've just had a new cinema opening in our hometown, Warrington. And um, I hope that will reopen again at some point. I know, I do as well. Yeah. I I, I even got like the uh, card for that, the Cineworld card. Did they did they email you and say please don't cancel it? Well, they just stopped taking payments, didn't they? So that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I know people whose gym gyms have been still charging them. So oh really? Mm. Yeah, I've been charged for that uh, that cheap one. That exercise for less. They charged me on thirty uh, first, knowing full well they were shutting down that same day. <laughs> so I paid oh, that's pretty now. shit. I can't yeah, and that just makes me think. Let's never go to the gym again. Let's just eat loads of food, <laughs> lie down. That's, right, that's your excuse for never going back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on top of that, though, I mentioned it a few times on the podcast that uh, that new arcade we had in town that opened yeah. uh, eighteen months ago. That that's gone now. Completely shut. Oh, that's, oh, that's a shame. Upsetting, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, the Twitter feed's been deleted. Uh, everything, oh. the, the thing's just empty now. I'm gutted. What? Well, they probably had about. 100 grand's worth of equipment in there anyway, probably just flogged it all. Well, I think, the, I imagine, probably, it's like a private collection, I think, isn't it, probably? Yeah, yeah. The guy will probably just take it back to wherever he lived or whatever, you know, like... That's a shame. But yeah. Generally gutted about that. And like Jimbo mentioned, the cinema, if that goes, I'll be fuming. It was only open for three months before COVID hit. Yeah. We watched the shit Star Wars film and Knives Out, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just feels like we've waited for years to get like this class stuff. Like we've got a bowling alley in town now, right in the middle of town. We had yeah. the arcade, we've got our own cinema, and now we're we'll talking about the trampoline arena. Oh yeah, the new trampoline place. Yeah, 
And I imagine all this now will just die off. Well, that'd be upsetting, won't it? I know. Not to mention all the pubs that would be shutting down as well. Yeah. It is worrying. Very worrying time. What's what a state of affairs? What world are we living in now? <laughs> oh, just one other thing on Wonder Woman. Uh, apparently from this week, you can rent it online to watch. I've no idea how much it'll cost. I imagine it'll be like 20 quid maybe or something like yeah. that. Probably. I was thinking of doing it, but I'm now thinking I might just wait for the uh, 4K Blu-ray because that'll be out in like four months' time. There's no point in 20 that. quid now. True. To find it again anyway. True. To be honest, I, I mean, I, I've never seen the first one. <clears throat> and I like Pedro Pascal, so I'm, I'm tempted to give Wonder Woman 1984 a go. Is it 1984 or 1986? 84, yeah. Right. I'm not sure what the significance of that date in particular is, but... Yeah, I don't know either. Will I hate it, you think? Probably, yeah. 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 <laughs> I reckon you'll hate it, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people I, who I usually like take the opinion of, a lot of people have said they hated it. Uh, it's got like, some really good reviews and like, some really bad ones as well. Mm. There doesn't seem to be any like middle ground with it kind of thing. So yeah, It's like a Marmite thing, is it? Yeah, you'll know where you hate it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I've just got one more bit of news. Uh, not to do with movies, mostly with video games, but it's worth mentioning. Cyberpunk 2077 <coughs> launched uh, on December the 10th, whatever it was, like a month ago. Yeah. And had like the worst launch ever. <laughs> Imagine. Bar Fallout 76. That's uh, potentially had a very slightly worse one. I think it's worse, probably, <coughs> just from the damage they've done to their brand and stuff. Uh, they sold a load of copies. It's like the biggest selling pre order ever or something like that, but. Uh, by all accounts, it was just unplayable on like base PS4s and base Xbox yeah. ones. I think maybe they, what they should have done is just gone with it next gen and left it at next gen, not bothered releasing it for the current gen stuff. I think so, yeah, because I've been played it on the uh, on the Series X. It's only the Xbox One version, but I'm playing it on the on the Series X, and it just runs a lot better. And yeah. I've, had any, I've had no issues with it so far. To be honest, I thought it'd been quite good. But, uh, no, I've only played it for like, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, I've only played it for like 10 or 15 minutes at my mate's house. And it, it, it seemed like it worked okay, but he was just showing me that like you can shoot someone in the head or whatever, like you can on Grand Theft Auto or any other game where you can be some sort of murderer. And the cops just appear out. I know it's just like materialise. It's not like, and there's no sort of evasion of them. And, you know, like Grand Theft Auto yeah. or Red Dead Redemption where you can hide and run away from them and hope they don't catch you. It's none of that. It's just they're there and you just start shooting at you and it just looks unfinished yeah they made a big point before the game came out that how like the cops were just like constantly patrolling night city and stuff and they were like they were, uh, they were a living thing within the game but it's clearly not the case like like you said no. whenever they just turn up when they need to turn up kind of thing it's pretty bad that if you're in the desert and you shoot somebody in the head they all just turn up that's just shit isn't it <laughs> Come on, that's not fun <laughs> yeah, yeah there's been a lot of issues a few people I know who have uh, bought it are actually getting refunds because they were that offended by it. <laughs> yeah, you can actually uh, get an online refund, can't you? Yeah, and I think Sony at PlayStation they actually took it off the store at some point, didn't they? That's right. Yeah, they took it off their PSN storefront. I'm not going to show up. I don't think it's back yet either. I've heard nothing about it going back on. So, so you can't buy it on PlayStation at the minute. Right before Christmas as well, like the biggest period, I imagine. A CD project, they'll be thinking, like, you know, get all those Christmas shoppers and it gets took off the store. Good for Sony, 
Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, that's worth mentioning. Like CD Projekt, their share price was through the roof before the game came out because like everyone was just getting on, getting on the back of them kind of thing. And since the game came out, there, you know, they've lost millions in share price kind of thing. It's just been an absolute dumpster fire. All for it them. takes. It's, it seems like it was rushed. But I mean, I'm, I'm just all I'm doing is in my mind, I'm drawing parallels to Fallout 76 and how the Bethesda sort of destroyed their own reputation through such. I, well, it was but, more greed that, that, that made them, you know, damage their reputation, wasn't it? I don't even think they have, though. I think like they've not lost any fans. Like, did, did, did you know what I mean? People are still going to go to. Fallout, the, sorry, Bethesda hasn't lost any fans. Bethesda, yeah. I think they have. I I've, I've been trolling the. Uh, the Fallout and Bethesda subreddits. And, I, gu- yeah, I, I, like I guarantee. Of people I guarantee the next Elder Scrolls comes out and the people will be flocking by the millions to buy it. Well, maybe yeah. you're right, but then again, Microsoft have purchased Zenimax and Bethesda Studios, so yeah, fingers yeah, crossed yeah. that they, they don't have to rise to that pressure anymore. And fingers crossed. And apparently, they spent a similar amount of money on Bethesda as. Disney did on Star Wars and uh, Marvel, so that's how big of a big of a franchise they must. Obviously, they've got a lot of faith in the computer game industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I think we mentioned it before. But that whole thing with Star Wars, George Lucas deliberately undersold it. I think was it four billion he sold it for. Not sure. I, I think it was, it was, I'm not sure. I think it was worth a lot more than that. Yeah, but he deliberately undersold it and then gave away like half the. The half of the four billion as well and stuff like that. Like George Lucas seems like a, a, just a great guy, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean like. I don't know yeah. anything about him. Yeah, we'll have to do a George Lucas podcast in the future. <laughs> yeah. I like his works. I mean, I like, I like, by by, I like his works. I mean, I like Stormtroopers. I like Boba Fett, and I like um, India. I like uh, Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones and things like that. That's that's as far as the extent of how much I like George Lucas goes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely All the do stuff a, he didn't actually invent, I like. <laughs> <laughs> but on the uh, on the cyberpunk thing, I think as well the biggest comparison is probably a No Man's Sky. I think Nick mentioned it a few weeks ago. I think so. The, as well. the the way it was missold almost, you know what I mean? Like they've missold the game to people basically. <laughs> yeah, because like as as with cyberpunk. Um, with no one's sky like they like they promised all these things didn't they like you you'll be able to like come across your mates randomly or something in the in the universe or in the just, world yeah but um that that wasn't a thing at first um what and and i think they they, they, they claimed it was going to be vr from launch and that wasn't a thing and um yeah. and so like i say similarly to cyberpunk they, they yeah they just they, they um lost the faith of the fans didn't they they promised a lot of stuff that they knew they couldn't. They were basically lying to the fans, weren't they? Yeah. That's the thing about it. Yeah, they're outright lying to the people to get them to buy their game kind of thing. How sad is it where somebody has to lie to somebody in order to, for someone to buy it? It's almost like going back to Donald Trump, isn't it? It's like you, you'd have to bullshit someone in order. You have to indoctrinate them, change their mind that much in order to make them believe something. Yeah. It's about money in it at the end of the day. And now that people have played it and found out, they've done so much damage to their own brand that they're going to pay in the long run for it. They should, they should have just been upgrades about it in the first place. Yeah. But look at companies like Rockstar. They've had a lot of flack in the past. They've had a lot. Well, they've had quite a lot of flack in the fact that they've 
brought out a game in like I think it was, was Grand Theft Auto Five was that like 2013? It's like quite a long time yeah. ago now, aren't we? And that is still considered a current gen game, and it's still being played massively online. And to be honest with you, I like GTA Four a little bit more than I like GTA Five, but GTA Five is more than a playable game now. It's probably if you downloaded GTA Five, it'd probably be in the top ten games on your console, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think uh, you can get it on PS5, can't you, for free? You know, you know it's still a thing now, like they're still releasing yeah. it and stuff. And I'm not a massive fan of online stuff. I hate GTA Online because last time I tried GTA Online, I was running down the road and some guy with a flying motorbike just sort of flew past and like laser guns came out of it or something. It was like Saint Row <laughs> level shit. It was weird. <laughs> but the mate, the base game and Red Dead Redemption Two is a masterpiece. Still, I think Red Dead Redemption Two got Game of the Year 2020, even though it came out in 2018. <laughs> not sure how yeah. that happened. <laughs> I'll stand by that. I mean, I'm a big fan of Bethesda's works, Rockstar's yeah. works. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is, is a triumph. It's probably the best game that I've played in, in the past five years, I'd say, probably. Mm. Right, guys, have you guys got any other views you want to go into? Or... No, I think I've been... Oh, oh, just a just, just quick one, because we just missed out on the Christmas uh, episode because we didn't do one. Uh, what's everybody's favourite Christmas film? Hmm, it's probably, uh... Well, I've picked two. I'm just going to pick two. If you can both pick two and pick which one's your favourite, which one's your second favourite, maybe. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got two. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Nick? Have you got two? Uh, I don't know because I, I've, I've, I didn't watch any Christmas films this year. Oh, <laughs> you're making me feel really sad now. Well, it it didn't feel like Christmas. So I didn't, oh. didn't. Yeah. So I didn't watch any Christmas films. Did you not watch one just to make yourself feel as though it was Christmas? Well, That's what I, I did. Well, the closest I got to watching a Christmas film was um, I watched a film called Michael. Um, oh, with, with, with um, John, Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good film and, that. And and there was there was a Christmas tree in that. So did that count? And he's an angel in it as well, isn't he? And he's an angel, yeah. So, okay, I'll classify that as a Christmas film. Very good. <laughs> have, you got, have you got a secondary one? Is that, is that your one? That's the only one I've watched, right? Okay, very good, very good. What about, what about you, John? Yeah, I just mentioned there, like, about not feeling like Christmas. I saw my sister over Crimbo, and over the last few years, we've had, like, a tradition of watching her It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that was, that was one of mine. Oh, right, well, yeah, that's my number two. But we didn't watch it this year. That just shows how, how un-Christmassy oh, it felt, kind of thing. Hell, we didn't even get around to watching it, kind of thing. So yeah. uh, I, th- I think what it was, we, we said about this, I, I went after Christmas to see her. And she said, like, it's the kind of film, you can't watch it after Christmas Day. You've got to watch it either on Christmas Day or before, kind of thing. So I know what you mean. It doesn't feel the same. As soon as Boxing Day happens, Christmas is done for me. It's like, right. Yeah, you can't <laughs> watch a Christmas film after. You know, you can watch, you could probably do it on Boxing Day if you were, if you were mental. <laughs> <laughs> that's my number two like Jimmy Stewart in that film is amazing like well, so good yeah. and uh, my number one is uh, Scrooged with Bill Murray Ooh, do you like Bill Murray oh, is, that one. Is, that, is that just like it's kind of like a talk show almost yeah well it's, it's, it's like a modern day Scrooge thing but he runs a TV studio oh really yeah oh. and it's like the worst boss in the world it's, it's so funny like it's so good I love, I love Bill Murray. There's one bit where, like, he's doing putting a Christmas show out, and he's got these girls, dancing girls, in this like really skimpy outfits, 
and the uh, there's a woman there for like standards on TV. And she's saying, like, we can't have this go out on, on air on, on a Christmas Eve. You can see their nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put the clip in here, like, beep. I'm sorry, break. Mr. Cross, I am the censor, and I will not allow this costume on the air. Why not? Well, specifically, you can see her nipples. I want to see her nipples. But this is a Christmas show. Well, Charles Dickens would have wanted to see her nipples then. Uh, you can, uh, you can hardly see them nipples. See, and these guys are really looking. Yeah, so that, that was Scrooge. <laughs> My num- number one Christmas film. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Jimbo, what so, about you? <clears throat> well, I've been a little bit boring. My, my secondary one was It's a Wonderful Life, like you said, but this is the first year I've ever seen it. I've never seen it before this time. Oh, this really? first Christmas, uh, having watched that. But I think because I got into such a... Um, uh, Hitchcockian phase earlier on in the year I, I was like oh my god it's James Stewart of course I want to watch it and Emily obviously she's she's mega into it as well it's been her Christmas film and I watched it I actually absolutely loved it but it didn't feel like a Christmas film until like the last 20 minutes or the last the last you know the third act yes. it didn't really feel like a Christmas film up until that point I didn't think well it shows like the background of like uh, George Bailey and stuff like his history a lot of that yeah. isn't at Christmas is it so no, not really, no, no, no. But that, that was brilliant. He was a staunch Republican as well, James Stewart, you know that? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would have uh, probably been at the Capitol himself. <laughs> well, just to get back on that bit, like, there is a difference between, like, classic Republicans and, I know. Trump, and Trump followers, you know what I mean? The... Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think James Stewart was, was a patriot, what an American would call a patriot. Yeah, yeah. He was probably like a big Ronald Reagan supporter, I imagine. Yeah. I think an English person can be patriotic, but I don't think an English person can be a patriot. I think a patriot is designated specifically for Americans, isn't it? There was that uh, quote from The Rock when Sean Connery says, uh, patriotism is a virtue of the vicious. I like that. Very good, yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. I think it was is it Oscar Wilde or something? It was quoted to someone, and I can't think who it was now, but yeah. Like a famed poet or philosopher or something. Yeah. Which was your number one? Oh, number one was <laughs> Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, it's a very good one. Yeah. Bit of a, bit of a cop-out answer, but yeah, Muppet's Christmas Carol, as I was growing up, was my favourite. Uh, I always, I always had like a... Uh, I can't remember if it was like a Disney one or something, but like... Um, oh, Mickey's Mickey's Christmas Carol, I think it was. Really? Um, was it a cartoon or? Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's weird. I've never seen that one before. No. But I watched this on Disney, so I think uh, obviously the Muppets have been bought by Disney, haven't they now? So. Yeah, they own the Muppets now, don't they? Yeah. They own the Muppets. They own Darth Vader. What next? <laughs> but with that, like people say, a Christmas Carol is the best story ever told, and the only way to make that better is put Muppets in it. Movies in it, or put Ross Kemp in it as ITV did in about 1999. There's a, I think it's on YouTube still. There's a Ross oh, Kemp really? Christmas Carol. It's brilliant. It's worth a watch. Um, <laughs> watch it next year. Just just type in on YouTube Ross Kemp Christmas Carol, and it's just basically Ross Kemp uh, as Scrooge, set in the like the, the mid the noughties or yeah. late nineties, and it's cla- it's brilliant, brilliant, yeah. worth a watch. Well, I think it was Michael Caine once in a in a Muppets Christmas oh, Carol. In Muppets, yeah. you can't go wrong with Michael Caine. 
as we'll come back to with some of the other... Uh... Okay, guys, we'll get into uh, the main film this week then, which is uh, a full spoiler discussion about Tenet. So if you haven't uh, already watched this film, turn off now, because we will spoil it. So, uh, Or listen to it and then watch the film, but watch the film before you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in true tenet fashion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, have you, have you got any plot synopsis there? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, I totally forgot to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not on the ball today with these things, are we? Yeah, I forgot how to do this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. It's not going to be the easiest plot discussion, but so um, <laughs> with only one word, tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Okay, here's a clip. So how do we get enough firepower through the perimeter to trigger the lockdown procedure? That call of the Freeport? You got some. Not gonna like it. You wanna crash a plane? But not from the air. Not so dramatic. I would have run a jet off the taxiway, breach the real war, and start fire. Well, how big a plane? Well, uh, that part is a little dramatic. Okay, that was Tenet. Uh, what did you guys think of this film? I was sort of... I don't know. It was okay. It was really good, in fact. Right, but, right. I... I, I I watched Inception not long before I'd watched it. Yeah. It sort of tarnished my impression, I think. Yeah. Inception, it's all Inception. Shit's all over this film, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I think this is probably like one of his uh, weaker films. Like, mm. uh, it's it's really it's really good. It's interesting, but um, I, th- I think, like you say, Inception is a lot better than it. Yeah. But yeah. I, 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 Sorry. No, go on. I think it's his most ambitious film, definitely. The stuff he's trying in this film, which might not land for everyone, but it's just like... I mean, the stuff in it, I still... A couple of bits I'm going to come to, but I still can't get my head around what what the reasoning is behind it. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, so on the whole, you guys liked it, didn't love it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the way I see it. I, I didn't hate it, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, David John Washington's acting, or the way he was in it, I don't know. I just felt like, I like the guy. You're meant to like him, aren't you? But well, literally, know. my note here, you, you, you've come onto my note here, is uh, John David Washington, likeable, but he doesn't have the kind of Denzel no. quality. Like He's he, not got James Bond a- quality, has he? No, it's more of an everyman kind of thing. He's a good, good actor. Is uh, a like plays a likable character. You get behind him, but I think I know it's a bit, a bit of a daft thing to say, but I don't think he's as like handsome. It's like Denzel. He doesn't. He just looks like a normal bloke. You know what I mean? Oh, that's not very fair to say. That's I'm sorry, the guy now. Coming to have a pocket in like, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he looks like a top level movie star. You know what I mean? Like, he's no, not no. Like... I mean Denzel. I mean, you can't comp- imagine comparing him to Denzel Washington. I don't know. But I feel like you have to because there were points in the film where his mannerisms and the way he talks, he reminds me so much of Denzel. 
his accent is the same as Denzel's because he's from the same place, presumably. Yeah, and just the way the, the pace, the way he talks and stuff, it's all the same. Denzel. Yeah, I know what you mean. But he just look, it doesn't look like him. He looks kind of a shy version, as if like Denzel before he was sort of good. I don't know. He, he seems almost. Yeah, he's a bit, a bit of a loser kind of character in, in the film, isn't he? Yeah. There's a couple of bits that make the, the reason why I like him kind of thing. Just some of the uh, little dialogue bits he has to stuff like that. There's one bit where, where he meets uh, Michael Caine in that restaurant. And he mm. orders this, like, lush meal, this lavish meal. And they bring it out to him. And he's like, oh, can you box that up for me? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think earlier on in that, with the same waiter, well, he wasn't a waiter, apparently, was he? Because he said, I'll get the waiter. And he said, no, no, you're going to do it yourself. Yeah. Which I quite liked as well. That was good. And uh, the, the bit I like as well is the kitchen fight when he's fighting the henchman of Kenneth Branagh. The cheese grater like, scene. I love that. Yeah, exactly. The way he fights, it's like improvised kind of thing. And he's just fighting yeah. with whatever you can find. And he gets that one bit where he's got a cheese grater. He almost looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's got a cheese grater and he's like, <laughs> Yeah. But obviously, he's, he's well trained. He's a fighter in here. I don't know. What, what is he supposed to be? He's supposed to be? Who is he supposed to work for? Like the. Uh... CIA or someone. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. originally it was CIA. Then after that, like the Tenet Super Forces get, I don't know, get older or something. Whatever they are called. Yeah, yeah. Whoever they are, yeah. But I mean, I might as well mention it here. Like, again, this won't mean anything unless you watch the film, but they kind of hint about the future people quite a lot. Did you catch this? I think so. Every, everything on, has though. been set in motion by people in the future. Yeah. And someone in the future is basically devised the plan to go back into the past and, and explode this bomb to end civilization. <laughs> and he does a lot of stuff about future people, like uh, Interstellar was all about the future people. Yeah. yeah. Matthew McConaughey at the end gets picked up, apparently, by the future people in that library space tunnel thing. You know what I mean? So he's got a thing about yeah. people in the future, like yeah. influencing he's got current a lot of ideologies, hasn't he? Yeah. But we know what Christopher Nolan's like, though. I've said this in a previous podcast, and I'll say it again. Damn it. I like him as a director, but I think he's an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think. I think he has, like, you were just talking about um, having a thing about future people. I think he has a thing about time, though, doesn't he? Like, yeah, definitely. Because like, a lot of his films, in, Memento is in, is in, is a good one, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Inception as well, though. That like, yeah. um, there's different time um, for how deep you go, kind of thing. You know, what I mean? definitely. Yeah, I think that dreams are important to him in, in that respect as well. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Interstellar's got the, the obvious time travel element as well. Mm. Apparently, I've not watched Memento for about five years, so I don't remember this, but. Apparently, Memento opens with a scene where the bullet's going back into a gun. Like, a gun's been fired, but it's been reversed, and the bullet's going back into the gun. Right, so very and similar to Tenet, then. Yeah, apparently that was the uh, kind of like the the inception for, for uh, <laughs> Tenet. For lack of a better yeah. word, of course. Yeah, that's where he, uh, he got the... If, not got the idea, because it was his own idea in the first place, but that image kind of stuck with him, and he developed the whole film from that image kind of thing. Right. Do you think that like, the car chase sequence, he must have saved money on that because they just did it twice, the same one, but reversed in one bit and fast forward. Just filmed it, filmed it, yeah, just filmed it once, then reversed the film. <laughs> yeah. Got away with it there, though. 
that was the thing, like when uh, when it came out, it, he was doing press saying like there were no special effects in this film. It's like there's only two scenes that have like what you would call a special effect. Everything else is just kind of like reverse film and what have you. And there's a lot of spectacular stuff, like at the end, like the massive battle at the end when buildings are being blown up mm. and then like, like reformed in front of you kind of thing. And you think, like, God, that looks like it cost a lot of money, but it's just reversed the film. That's all it's got. Yeah. <laughs> That's Do you know what? I think it. The I'm not sure what frames per second it was filmed at, but it seems like it was like recorded in a slow, you know, 60 frames or 120 frames a second and then slowed down, and reversed and slowed down a little bit so you can see it a little bit more. Like when the Chinooks are flying over backwards and stuff and there's, like, um, the sands all blowing around. All stuff, the smoke everywhere, around yeah. But yeah, that's, it's a really cool idea and it's definitely different i think i think you've definitely got that i mean that's why it blew me away i did that little uh 15 minute discussion on it on the pod it blew it, it just felt like i've never seen anything like it before kind of thing and there was a lot of bits like that in the film where i was just like wow like there's one bit in particular where like a building reforms just so they can then blow it back up Do you remember that bit yeah no i don't remember the exact bit now it's just like, what on earth? <laughs> Interesting, though. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, pretty different. And this I imagine it's a film. You know, I, know what, I know what no one's like. He's a snob, isn't he? Probably all shot on 70mm or something, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of IMAX cameras won it. IMAX, uh, yeah. He loves the IMAX camera. But uh, that's why I love Nolan, because he challenges the audience to, like... A lot of people tell me to this film and be like, oh, this isn't for me. I can't be asked to keep up with this. Mm. Because he challenges people to, like, keep up. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. And I, I appreciate that. Having, having watched it the second time, I did appreciate it more than I did the first time. I think I knew more than what was going on. And there's just some sort of bits in it that, um, that what's his name? Sparkly Vampire Man. Oh, Pattinson. Pattinson, uh, some things that he said in it, it's like, oh, wait a minute, we saw that earlier on, and it's because I've seen it yeah. once before. There's, it's definitely got replayability, re rewatchability, hasn't it? Definitely. There's a bit like that where early on, where he first meets John David Washington, and he talks about his drink it, that he likes or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he orders a, uh, oh, Pattinson orders for him a Diet Coke. And he's like, I prefer soda water. And he's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> it's never met him before, you know what I mean? But like, he knew, he knew what he drank. Kind of thing, He'd known so. him for years, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, again, like right at the end of the film, where Pattinson is there with this English fella who's with a beard who looks a bit like Conor McGregor, I think. Oh, well, that's uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson from Kick-Ass. You know, the main geek in Kick-Ass. Really? What? Yeah, with curly hair and stuff. That's, that's Pib. Oh, wow. What? He was in a thingy as well, uh, Nocturnal Animals as the, the killer guy. Now, I've not seen, you've told me about Nocturnal Animals, I need to see it. So you're telling me that the, the, the English, no. We're talking about someone different. I'm talking about oh, the no, guy at the end with the stick that he separates into three pieces. Yeah, that's Aaron Taylor Johnson, yeah. And he, uh, he goes to shoot him at first, don't he? So yeah. is he the, the, red, the red mist or whatever he's called? No, he's kick-ass. Oh, he is Kickass. Yeah, I thought Kickass was an American fella. I think he is. I think he's American, but he's putting an English accent on a thing. Oh, he did a really good job. I actually thought he was English. Or you know what? He might actually be English and then move to America or something like that. No, no. yeah. Well, that's amazing. I, I didn't make that connection. I just thought, who's this Conor McGregor-looking bastard here? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Kickass. That. Uh, 
I think he just liked him, so he just wanted him to put him in his film kind of thing. Fair enough. Yeah, not a big part. He's only in it for about 10 minutes, probably, in total. But... Yeah. But we, we we saw him at some point, which I was a bit confused about, leaving without leaving on his own from somewhere. It looked as though to Robert Pattinson's character that he'd betrayed them or something, didn't it? Yeah, I think they, they, they do kind of play with it at points where like, you think Pattinson's turned on Washington, then you think that guy's turned on them, but you know what I mean? They end up, they don't do the kind of thing they're all. No, no. That was, that was strange. One thing I did love, like just for the, just how epic it was, when they crash, is it a Boeing 747? And they just crash it into that building. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they actually like it looked amazing. Yeah, it looked amazing, didn't it? That's why when you hear like Nolan saying like, you know, people say like you're just doing CGI and something. It's like no, we have to crash a plane into a <laughs> into a building. And it definitely plays off when you see it. When Pat is talking to Washington's character, do we know what Washington's character is called, or is it just called? It's Tagging? just the. Uh, I don't think it's the, the narrator or the protagonist. That's it. He's just the protagonist. Okay. Yeah. Well, him, uh, I think um, Sparkly Boy is, is tell at one point, it's like, uh, it's, don't, don't be so dramatic. It's that, uh, what kind of plane? It's like, it's like a big one. That, that is kind of dramatic sort of thing. Yeah. I, can't, I like that. That's good, yeah. When he mentions the plane, it's like, ah, that part is a little dramatic. <laughs> it's a huge plane. So. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the fighting against yourself sort of scene, that, that was interesting as well. It is like just going off the back of that, like because I think they, 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 win, they both win, though, don't they? Neither of them lose the fight. Um, well, it's Washington's like character fighting himself, isn't it? Yeah, but Washington's so character like... fighting himself, and you, early on, you're not supposed to know that it's him. And I think my first watch, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be um, the protagonist fighting the protagonist at that point. I thought I thought it was just some guy who were fighting, um, but I thought that was pretty I... interesting. I was so confused when I first watched that bit because at the end of it, he gets like sucked out of the doorway. Yeah. And I thought I thought he got sucked into the engine, the jet engine or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the opposite. Yeah, the jet engine blow, blows, doesn't it? It blows out, yeah. which is what... Well, I say you find out the other, the other way around. He actually gets blown into the building because of the jet engine. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But I thought it was cool because what you were sort of rooting for the main guy at the first and then when it happens and you know... The, the guy with the gas mask is Washington's. I oh, know, is it or is it um, Robert Pattinson's character who's playing the guy it's with the Washington. gas mask? Washington with the gas. Who's fighting himself? Yeah. Yeah, he's fighting himself. Then isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's I, why you're rooting. You're rooting for Yeah, they imply that like everything he tries to do, the other guy just knows what he's going to do and block it. He knows what's happening. He, he did it. Yeah. He's done it already. Um, yeah. But even towards the end of it, like. They both, neither of them lose and neither of them win. Well, no, you, you kind of see that the guy with the gas mask, he can win because he can jump back into the time machine sort of thing and it, and it shuts up. So they, you, you're rooting for both of them and you know what's going to happen, but it's in reverse and they both still end up winning, which I thought was really clever the way that they did that. I love that. But there's a few, like there's one bit like, obviously they filmed all that in normal time and they show it one way and then flip it the other way kind of thing. That's why it looks so weird at times. It's like he's pulling the punches back as opposed to punching him kind of thing. Yeah. He says, why does it feel so weird to shoot the gun? He said, because you're not shooting the gun, you're catching the bullets within it, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. But there's a bit later on, I'm sure, I'm sure Nolan is just playing with the audience. There's one bit where uh, Washington jump. They've got a plan to like get on a fire engine and use the fire engine to stop a, a truck. Mm. But as they're starting that mission, Washington runs up to the side of the truck, jumps on it and gets on. 
but I swear to God, he filmed that in reverse. The way he moves. Doesn't look right. Doesn't look right. I'll, I'll show you next time we meet up. I'll show you okay. that bit. Like there's, there's another bit. Do you know, do you know where the uh, where when the plane crashed at the yeah. end, and they were like um, pushing pushing the woman on the trolley. Um, at the end, you know, a Patterson finger. Washington was yeah. moved. Was moving like he was done. He was doing it in reverse. That's cool. I swear, like he. Honestly, like the way he was moving, I was, I was watching it. I was like, yeah, this that, that looks like it's been filmed in reverse as well. I didn't know yeah, this because technically, this bit, this bit, that bit that Nick was on about on this bit, he's in normal times. So we shouldn't be going backwards, but I think no one's just like playing with people. Okay, just to say, like, I'm going to film it backwards it? and play it forward, isn't it? Yeah, just to keep throw people off, kind of thing. Like, yeah, because I mean, how does. We know that they have to wear masks if they're, you know, going into this opposite world yeah. because breathing is different somehow. Can you, can, why don't you explain what the breathing situation's going on? Because I think I might have... Well, I was hoping... It's not so much the breathing thing for me. I think it's just a case of when you're going backwards through time, you can't breathe because your whole body's working in reverse kind of thing. Right. So like oxygen works the other way around, you know, you know what I mean? Like your you body can't oxide into your body or something like that, do you then? Yeah, well, I mean, literally the bit I don't understand is why fire makes it go cold when you go. No, backwards. that makes sense to me. Maybe there are some scientists out there that could probably tell us. I don't know. I'm, because 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 the heat's uh, being brought away from you, the fire's sucking the right. Off of it makes sense then. I'm sure so there is some scientific merit because if forward forwards, obviously. Um, Heat would be coming off the fire, but if you reverse that, then the the, the heat waves are obviously going in the reverse direction. I can, I can get behind that. Seems seems like it would work. That's one of the bits that I just couldn't get my head around, kind of thing. Just that little that little detail, the fact that he had hypothermia from being in a fire. But the thing is, they didn't even have to. That wasn't even a necessary point to the film, was it? I mean, it, it wasn't actually important that that was in there. Not really, just other than that he didn't die in the fire, basically. And so that's just like a get out of, get out of jail free yeah. card kind of thing, innit? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure I had another detail like that, but I can't find it now. But yeah, uh, just, that's just one of the little things that like I can't get my head around how, I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even <laughs> understand it's quite a what I don't understand. Thing, I mean, it is complicated, um, but I think that's more, all the more reason to watch it. If you've not seen it already, I mean, People who are listening to this now probably must have seen it because we've told them not to listen to this if they haven't. So they must be being disobedient if they're, if they're listening to this. <laughs> and if that's the I'm case... Guessing that you, if you're going backwards through time, you still age, don't you? It's normal. Yeah. I imagine. I think so. It's yeah. age forward, uh, don't you? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's just everything else around you goes in backwards. Because yeah, that's, yeah. What I was, that's what I was thinking. If, if they're getting pedantic enough to say that you need a certain gas mask to breathe the air, what's stopping the car? Why, why, when one car is reversing really quickly down a road, because obviously it would normally go in the normal way, so we get why you can go fast. Why is wind blowing the door open on one car, but the wind is, is blowing the car sh- door shut on the other car? I mean, shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't... shouldn't the, the car door that's been bent the wrong way be actually been forced shut even though they go in the right the right way do you know what i mean yeah i don't know that, that, that like the aerodynamics these, these, are the, these are the bits for me that are just like whoa like i don't get that <laughs> yeah i mean I, i've no doubt that christopher nolan knows more about this stuff than most people do so I, I'm, <laughs> yeah more than i do so 
He's obviously researched. He knows his director. I bet you he's got an answer for all of his questions. Like, I bet you've got a spider word for word. fucking everything, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just one other thing. How do you guys feel about Michael Caine's uh, performance? Michael Caine being at Michael Caine. Yeah. yeah. He was a bit of a posture Michael Caine in this one, though, wasn't he? He was. I mean, I, I like Michael Caine, but I it really felt like in this film, it felt to me like no one said. I mean, it's in his, it is 80s now, isn't it? So, like, you know. For England, Michael, sort of thing. Like. <laughs> and, like, it just felt a bit like Michael Caine was like, look, Chris, I want to retire. Like, I don't want to do any more films. And he was like, oh, just do one more film for Do one more. I can't and do like, one more. I can't do one more, <laughs> Michael. And I feel like Kane was like, okay, look, I'll do it. I'll do the film, but I'm not coming on set. I'm going to go and eat my lunch in a restaurant. You have to come film me while I'm eating lunch <laughs> and pay for it. And I'll, yeah. if you're lucky, I'll, I'll mumble a few lines out while I'm eating, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like he's got a mouthful that, of food. He's just spitting food everywhere while he's talking and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But if I was a if I was Michael Kane, I would have done exactly the same thing. Definitely, definitely. Because it feels to me, I don't know if you guys felt like this, but it felt like this was his final performance in a Nolan film, at least. Yeah. Because at the end, uh, Washington says to him, goodbye, Sir Michael, as if to say, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They even called him Michael in the film, kind of thing, know, just so yeah. he can say that line. No, I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't actually, I didn't notice that. I know the Sir thing was important because earlier on, going back to that, that really snooty English, um, what's he called? Um, waiter. Well, he wasn't a waiter, was he? He wasn't a waiter, he said. Uh, I'll go make the waiter. No, no. What do they call Matrix? I don't know. I don't know. It was some, some posh, posh name, bastard. Yeah. yeah, well, like the way he was like, I'll go and get the waiter, and 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 Washington's character said, no, no, you just pass the message on. It's like you go and fucking do it. He's yeah. been snooty to me before, saying, "What do you mean, Sir Michael?" Sort of thing, <laughs> which I liked. I did like that bit. Like, if you remember what they're talking about in that scene, is an explosion that happened in a like, is it Lithuania or somewhere or Ukraine or something? So. And that's the explosion at the end of the film that happened like two weeks ago. At that point, it's already so happened. Yeah, by the end of the film, they've gone back all that way to get to that point. They caused the explosion that they're talking about. <laughs> I wonder if some crazy human has uh, edited, re-edited that film in chronological order, like they did with Memento. Hmm. But yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, where would it end? Or at the point when it goes back through the, the thing? Yeah, it end when it goes through the... I think the reason why we're struggling to get our heads around it is because it, it's not possible. Well, I feel like I feel like I understand it. I just there's just a few little details like like the fire and stuff that like send my head west a bit when I think about but it. But Nick, you, you you just did come up with a valid argument about the fires, yeah. And I think that that, that could work. I, I think that is I think that is definitely the the idea behind it. I just can't. I think I think similarly, with... why there would be flames. You know what I mean? Like I can't get my head around the idea of there being flames. Why? That wouldn't be hot. Because because because. Um... Everything's moving in reverse, um, apart from you. So it would like. I, 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 I think what they should have done, rather than just make them cold, like they can almost feel heat leaving them. You know what I mean? But still have it from like, yeah, um, um, other um, waves of heat. You know what I mean? The, just thing, the thing that confuses me with that bit is that they're both going backwards in time at that point, aren't they? Yeah. And they shoot a gun going back in time. So, in, in what would happen in the other timeline? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I like. How did it look the other way around? Uh, I think there's only one timeline, John. I don't think there is two timelines. It's just oh, sorry, one yeah. timeline. So, when I say timeline, I just mean like the reverse way of it. It's right, going the so other way around. Yeah. 
if it's going in the normal time, how would that look going in normal time? Yeah. And it's all the same, like in the same way that like, you got, you got. How could you get hypothermia from flames if time is going backwards? It, like, it does make sense now what you're saying that because okay, I understand what Nick's saying where it's taking energy away or whatever, it's making you cold, but you can't die of hypothermia from fire, can you? It's just even if it was backwards, it's not possible. Yeah, it's just that I think I'd be okay with it if the fire happened going forward in time, but the fire happens going backwards. I think they're just trying to make an extra. The one thing that interested me slightly, though, because, you know, when, a, when a, I'm no uh, ballistics expert, I'm sure you're all aware that when a bullet hits something, it crumples up and becomes a piece of flat yeah. metal, like a jagged bit of metal, not aerodynamic anymore. But what they were saying is that did you get hit, hit with a reverse bullet or whatever when, when they were shooting against the glass window. But I presume a, a, a reverse bullet would hurt more because it would be a flat piece of metal traveling the same speed as a bullet. So it would just rip you up inside and then become the shape and then go back into the gun. I think the argument would be that the bullet, the bullet would like unfold into a normal bullet before then passing through the person. So yeah, it'd be yeah. exactly the same as being shot normally. But yeah, then again, but they do the same film. You can't get shot by it by one of these bullets. It would be worse than a normal well, bullet. It is yeah. still you're still getting a shot with the flat end of the bullet though, aren't you? That's, That's what I mean. Is, it, yeah. is that going to rip into you? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be I'm, exactly I'm, the same, shouldn't it? And because it's already happened, there's no stopping the um, the speed of that bullet. So, so, so it's just going to rip straight through you, like without. I understand that yeah. because the bullet would flatten as it but, was as it went into somebody. But without but being pulled but, out of a mirror, out of a piece of, it went through a piece of glass window and into a wall. So no, it came it, out the wall, went through the glass window. It's now a flat piece of metal. It goes straight into the person as a huge flat piece of metal so it should no, no, really it, 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 it wouldn't have been a flat piece of metal it would have been a bullet but it would have been the flat side of the bullet where it hit you wouldn't it yeah yeah um, i know that but i mean the, once once a bullet has hit everything the bullet is deformed it, now it's just a, but yeah but it's it, but, a piece but, of metal it's indiscriminate you wouldn't yeah, know but, it. I, I, it was I, a bullet if you saw it. yeah but james at this point it hadn't hit anything well no it was inside a wall and then it came out of the wall, then went came yeah, through some yeah, glass. And yeah, then... and, and after it came through the glass, it had not hit anything because that was the, the first journey, part of its journey. It's already I been think... through the body, though, so it's already should already be a mangled wreck. Been through and the then body? that could get sucked up through the body as a mangled wreck and then slowly reform back into a bullet and then get thrown back into the end of the, like, I, the I've, I've, of I've, I think it would just be a, a, a complete bullet at this point because it's not actually been... Uh, yeah. I think this is the same thing as my thing with a fire. It's just the fact that when he shoots her, we're seeing it in normal time going forward, but in reality, it's going backward. But he still shot her just with a normal bullet going forward. And the, the it was exactly the same as normal. Exactly the same as normal, but the reason it's worse is that it's like where you can't breathe going backwards. It just does stuff to your body that like shouldn't be shouldn't happen because it's going backwards. You know what I mean? You're in like a backward time. You're in a back reverse timeline, it, whatever. It has bigger oh. damage to your body because you're going any, backwards. I don't think any of this makes any sense, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit, these little, these little technicalities just blow up, like send my head west. I just can't get my head <laughs> You've <laughs> already been shot by it, and I know that, like, yeah, you've already been shot by the person. The bullet goes into the wall, and then the bullet comes back out of the wall. You've already been shot still, but the way the way you think of it though is. She hasn't. She's not already been shot. We're just seeing it that way because it's going forward. In the other time, in the reverse time, 
she's just been shot normally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, they've, I gone mean... The, they've gone through the machine, so they're going forward, just backwards. I thought <laughs> I had it. I thought I had it grasped when we first <laughs> the podcast, and now I feel I've got more questions than answers now. This is, yeah. Like, it, sorry, right. I don't know. The, like the bit where Denzel Washington, uh, Denzel Washington, the bit where John David Washington's fighting himself. Yeah, his son's fighting himself. He's going forward in time, but he's fighting someone going backwards in time. So if you get shot by him, that bullet is going backwards in time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the bit where he shoots his wife, they're both going backwards in time at the same time. Yeah, so that's di- so that's different, isn't it? Oh, so 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 what you're seeing there is her actually just have been shot, just being um, shot. But, but but it's just if, if she was it. going forward in time, the bullet would come through the wall through her body. Yeah, but I think I think they're both going back in time. I think I'll have to check this. <laughs> the only part of the film that actually shows what the what what's what is the end where they have like a blue team and a red team just to make it easier. Yeah, yeah. I do love that battle because it's almost like a real life G.I. Joe action scene or something. Just the way there's like it, thousands it, of soldiers kind of thing. It's pretty cool, but to be honest with you, I did think it went on too long. I'm not a massive fan of fight scenes anyway. If there's a bit of a scuffle, a bit of a fight, fair enough. I don't want to see a 20 minute, you know, war. Oh, really? I, I love that battle at the end. I thought that was like spectacular kind of thing. Uh, it was. Just some of the stuff, especially like the, the one... reverse stuff, yeah. Yeah, there's one bit where like somebody gets like trapped into a wall because the wall's reformed in front of them, kind of thing. Yeah, just stuff yeah. like oh, that. I, was, like, I didn't notice that bit. No. Oh, really? There's like a grenade that goes off, and it blows up. Well, again, you're seeing it one way and seeing it the other, and because the grenade went off in the other the other time, you see the wall reform, but someone stood in the way, so the bricks like literally pull the guy into the wall oh, and kill him. And he's stuck in the wall forever. Then stuck in the wall, yeah. Oh shit! No, I didn't. I didn't notice that bit, but that sounds really cool. Stuff like the, the one bit with the building where you see it in one timeline, the, build, the middle of the building gets blown up, and it flips to the other time, and that middle of the building reforms so they can then blow the top of the building up. Like right? No, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that blew my mind. I was like, oh I my god! I did like that, and it is complicated, isn't it? Yeah, but like I said I'm sure if you actually sat down and worked it out, it would all make sense. It's just that. In the moment, I still don't really understand all the details of it. <laughs> no. But then I will say it's one of those things that you need to, need to watch twice at least, though, because the second time I've watched it, um, it, it it made more sense. Yeah. And even some of the bit with Robert Pattinson saying like, uh, he's like, who who, who is who is that guy? Like, well, what did you do with the other guy? He's like, oh, I've, I've sorted him out. I've, I've dealt with that guy. Don't worry about it. But it was it was him, but from the future. Yeah, and it, even he was at the start of the opera as well. The guy who saved him at the start. That was Pattinson. He was yeah, because he had the, the dangly bit, the orange dangly thing. Was that was that was that Pattinson? Was it? That was him. Yeah, with a little tag on his back. Yep. Because some guy was saying tonight, "Just fuck you. You're not. You're not our tribe." So he just pops him, doesn't he? Yeah. But does he shoot him backwards or forward? Just shoots him normal, doesn't he? He shoots him forwards. Yeah. Because Pattinson. Patterson has flipped and gone to the other time. He started off yeah. one way and he flips halfway through. But I feel as though one thing I really liked about the end of this film, Robert Pattinson said to uh, Washington's character, it's like, sorry, Washington has said to Pattinson, like, you, you know me, don't you? And he's like, yeah, I've known you for years, but you obviously you don't know me yet. 
so I'll uh, I'll see you you know in, in the past sort of thing like when you it was quite good but it felt like it doesn't need a sequel but it felt like I lived a little sequel in my brain having, yeah. having heard that bit how weird would that be for him now working with Pattinson going forward knowing that he's going to die like 20 years ago or whatever <laughs> I know I know that's that's the kind of the thing that I think Noel's saying with this film, the whole timeline thing. He's saying that you can't. What what's the word when a time destiny is not within our own grasp? Time is a. I can't think of the word now. You can, we can't change time. Basically, no. we're, we're destined to do things on a certain time. What he said, we call it destiny. He said, no, you can call it what you want. But I think uh, Pattinson explains the way he understands it. Like things will always happen the way they're going to happen. We can't change anything. We're just playing our part in the bigger scheme of things. Yeah. Which is why the explosion happened two weeks before the start of the film that they then go back to. They know that they've got to save the day, basically, but they just have to go through the motions of actually doing it. Do, do you know what I mean? I don't think I'm explaining myself well there. No, no, I know what you mean. I mean. Basically, they know what's going to happen, don't they? Because they know what the end result is. Yeah. Yeah, basically. They know that they're going to save the day because they're alive and the world's not been blown up in the future. Well, then again, so. there's no certainty, is it? Because things can happen. You know, people can leave a voicemail or whatever on a phone for posterity, as they call it. And then... Ah, uh, but see, you that can just always be there straight away, can't That's the thing. Like, I think they're not saying that that always happened. What has happened has always happened and you can't change it, basically. Right. Everything that's happened will happen and will always happen the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I love the ending of the film, but I thought, you know, I thought of that before the ending happened. It was like, wasn't really surprised that sort of they've said, if you're ever feeling a bit scared, just keep, drop us a message or, you know, leave a voicemail for posterity. Yeah. And then um, we'll be able to be there. Yeah, I did like it. I think she's great, that Elizabeth Debicki. The blonde Is she actress. the woman from India or somewhere? Where, uh, oh, sorry, no, the uh, Kenneth Branagh's wife. Ah, right. So she, what had she been in? The, the blonde girl, you mean? Yeah, she's been in loads. Uh, she was in The Great Gatsby in 2012. Never seen she that. In, That's one of the only Leo films I've not seen. In a few Marvel films. Guardians 2 and stuff like that. Yeah. All the shit Marvel yeah. films. She's done, done a lot of stuff. Uh, but I've only got a couple of last quick notes. Uh I like the bit where she throws Kenneth Branagh off the boat. That was brilliant. Oh, yeah. She'd already lubed up the surface, obviously, just to slide yeah. him off. <laughs> and he, he, like, cracks his head on the way down just for, like, good measure. Kind oh, of that, that was bad, that. I mean, that must have been CGI. Come on. Yeah, I think it was, but it's a good fall, though, wasn't it? I actually really like that. It looked, I actually cringed when I saw him hit that bar and then fall in the sea. Yeah. Fucking hell. And then the bloke in the boat was like, yeah, she's killed him. She's killed him. <laughs> My last note is uh, about the Sato Square that I mentioned to you a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah, the, the, the Tenet Square, essentially. But it's... Yeah. They find the found elements of this thing called a Sato Square throughout history. The oldest the oldest known like finding of it is uh, in the ruins of Pompeii, and it's like a, a brick square decoration with the word Tenet running through the middle. And it's a palindrome, so all the words like a uh, reverse of each other. All of it is. Is this true? Yeah. Yeah, it's the real thing. Yeah. And all, if I all type the words. In the tenet square, it will come up on Google with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So is tenet not a made up word at all? No. No, it's part of this thing called the Sato Square. And right, I did not know that. All, 
all of the words from the square feature in this film. Uh, Sato is a Kenneth Branagh. If you reverse that, it's Rotas, which is the security company that they have to break into. Rotas right. Security. Uh, there's a thing there called Arepo, which is the name of the arts dealer who yeah. uh, is involved in the film. And Arepo backwards is opera, where the film starts at an opera. Very good. But what's, what, was then, the, what was the, the... Sorry, come on, let, let you finish that one. Well, just Tenet, I think, is the last one in the middle. And again, Tenet reverses Tenet, so... So what's this thing about the... Um, obviously, what was the thing that you said related to the Oscar, Oscar bit backwards? Oh, uh, Rotas, that is, sorry. So that, that what, what was that something to do with? That was the security company who they have to break into at the airport. Yeah, so um, that, that, that bit about the painting kind of confused me a little bit, like the, with the the forged painting and... The, uh, like you mentioned about the, the question about Rotas security, what, why they were there. They were there to steal a painting to get Kenneth Branagh's wife off... <coughs> off the hook with Kenneth Branagh because Kenneth Branagh knew she, I think, illegally bought a painting or, or sold a painting that wasn't a real painting. It was a forgery. And so he, he had that hold over her because she brought the law. But that to yeah. me is the worst bit of the film. Like, no, Nolan has said that like this is like his Bond film, basically. Like, I think it shows at the times it's an attempt yeah. to make a Bond film. Uh, but this to me is like the worst elements of a Bond film. Some Bond films have plot where you just don't care what's happening. You know what I mean? Like Bond will just turn up in Venice or something like that. Like, why is he in Venice again? It's like, oh, who cares? He's just dating. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what this feels like. It's like his wife has sold a forged painting. So they're going to go to Switzerland to steal the painting or so destroy the painting. And then it turns out they haven't destroyed it anyway because Kenneth Brown still got it later on. So yeah. <laughs> what's that all about? Like the worst element of a Bond film. That's my, that's probably the worst bit of the film for me. The, the amount of time to spend on this painting. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't Christopher Nolan actually do a actual Bond film? It's one of them that like I don't know if they could afford him. Uh, Eon Productions. Well, I think they're not being sold recently. I don't know. There's talk of MGM being sold to like Apple and stuff like that, or Disney yeah. even possibly. Well, yeah. Sony already own them, don't they? I think so. I think Sony own MGM. Yeah. That studio's gone through so many different studios, I just can't keep up with that kind of thing. I believe MGM is being sold at some point soon, or it has already been sold recently. Yeah. Or something. I heard something around that about that. Anyway. But even that's like a weird deal, because I think Eon aren't actually part of MGM. MGM just own the Bond back catalogue. Ah. So like, so I think going forward, Eon could go to whoever they want and say like, we want to make a new Bond film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, I'm sure, true. I'm sure like Universal were involved with like Skyfall and stuff like that. They always seem to like go to different studios to do stuff, but MGM are the are the main studio they use for it. I've known Eon, and um, is there another one? What's that one that goes? <laughs> is that Eon? Oh, I know, I know what. What are you doing? Is that Touchstone? No, it's right at the beginning of all Bond films. Oh, sorry, United Artists. United Artists, that's the one. But I think they're now MGM, basically. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I knew the tune you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I uh, think I, it was quite a good rendition. 
Thank you. Yeah, that was quite good. Uh, but I think I'm pretty much done for, for Tenet, guys. Have you guys got anything else you want to mention? No. No, let's, let's rate the boy. Wrap it up. I mean, I think I've already rated it once, so I'll just mention that. I'll give it a five out of five, definitely. Wow. I loved it. It's one of my... I don't know if I said it's my favourite Nolan film before, but it's definitely up there for me. I think The Prestige is probably my favourite. And it might be pretty close to The Prestige. Just because how how challenging it is and stuff. And yeah. there's just so much going on. Like, like you mentioned, you can watch it two or three times and still not even have a full understanding of what's happened yeah. kind of thing. The re rewatchability yeah. is definitely up there. I'll give I'll give you that. Yeah, five out of five. Very good. Nick? Uh I'm gonna go with a four out of five. But, but based on that that um kind of system that we were talking about do you know like where i was um giving tarantino films less because it just didn't add up yeah. to them um, so special two, two rating system yeah so like, i'd give like i'd probably give like uh inception like a five but i can't i can't possibly give this the same i don't think it's on the same level person so four out of four, four out of five from me yeah. very good i think i'm gonna go for a very meager down the middle, three out of five. Oh, right, right. I thought it'd be worse than that, to yeah. be honest. But I like, I like, no, no, I, I actually I enjoyed the film. I liked David John Washington was boring. He's, I think he's quite a boring actor anyway. <laughs> Black Landsman was boring. I thought he was, he didn't bring much to the table with that. Oh, really? Well, I thought he was great in Black Landsman. Yeah, I like, I like Adam Driver. I think Adam Driver brought something to the table with that. Yeah. Yeah, so three out of five, yep. Yep. Cool, cool. So that's uh, that's Tenet wrapped up. Do you guys want to jump straight into anything else you've watched? Mm. Well, I've watched, I've watched a few films, obviously, with lockdown happening. I'm not going to touch upon them at all. Um, has anybody seen Soul yet? Yeah, so I, I watched Soul on Christmas, on Christmas Day. Oh, it came out on Christmas Day, didn't it? I watched it the day it came out because <laughs> I was just I was waiting for it. I actually wasn't. I, I hadn't even heard anything about it. I only watched it. I think it was maybe the, the first or second of January. So I, I hadn't even heard of it. Well, I'd heard of it, but I didn't know what it what, was. What did What did what, you think of it then? I was actually really pleasantly surprised with Soul. Yeah, I've I've, I've thought nice nice story in it. Yeah, it was really nice. And I didn't know it was Jamie Foxx until, like, the yeah. end of the film. I thought I recognised the guy's voice, but I didn't realise it was Jamie Foxx. But I think John's got some uh, criticism to say about maybe potential uh, racism and things like uh, that. Ah, well, it's not actually my point. I've not seen it, but I, I saw it on Twitter from one of the uh, one of the film people that I follow on Twitter. Yeah. And they were just mentioning about how, like, Disney are pushing it as, like, the first, the, the first Pixar film with, like, a, a main black character. And they just pointed out how like they've been they've been pushing it with that angle, and then ten minutes into the film, the the main black character turns into a female cat voiced by Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that, I don't know if that's true. That I've not even seen it, so I don't know if that's true. But it no, does it? That all happens, yeah. But he's still the main character. He's still the main character. But yeah, Tina Fey is probably the secondary character. I get that. But I mean, the fact that Disney are trying to push a film as having. Uh, the, the proud of having a black main character just fucking make a film you know what i mean you don't have to brag about having a black main character and then actually re backtrack on it and know it's really about a white woman 
sort of thing. Pretty well, typical of Disney, that isn't it? Yeah, Disney, Disney's, Disney's white. Let's put. Let's not. Let's not kid ourselves. Disney's one. It's the whitest company going. <laughs> yeah, they do this, Disney. They did it with a like Avengers. What was the last one called? Checkmate, whatever it was. Endgame. <laughs> End, Endgame. That was it. Checkmate. Avengers Endgame. The uh, Checkmate sounds that. better. <laughs> There's a bit like at the end of that film where like all, all the female superheroes team up to like take down someone. Like, I, yeah, I, I hated that scene. I absolutely hated yeah. that scene. Like, do it. Like, like show show that like women um superheroes are class. Do that. But yeah. don't don't make it so fucking obvious like that. Like, like Yeah, they're making a statement kind the of thing, thing. The thing is though, like the the the, the I think the I think the line was just like, oh she's got she's got backup or something. But she didn't even yeah, need yeah. the backup. I think like <laughs> they, they just wanted to get them all in the same shot. That was yeah. That is shit. I mean when, when we're talking about superheroes with like obviously with ethnic casts and stuff like that. Miles Morales in um that Spider-Man film, that cartoon one. Yeah, Enter Spider-Man. the Spider-Verse. That's, in my opinion, one of the best superhero films ever made. Right, I'm not even a big fan of superhero films. Yeah, it's fantastic, that film. Loved it. Brilliant. So, and you don't, you don't see... Uh, was it Sony that made that, was it? Or was it... Sony that, yeah. yeah. Sony yeah, owns, so... owns Spider-Man, don't they? And they weren't bragging about it. Weren't they? they made a decent film. They just so happened to have the black guy's main character. Why did... Why do people have to sort of push it in your face, kind of thing? About push it in your face, yeah. Just it. have whoever it is is the main guy, and if they're good, they're good. Tenet, like okay. Tenet, we, we, we spoke about this. Like David John Washington, I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not. I'm not. But the film was okay, and he's an okay actor, and he was likable in it. But I mean, okay, could have been better with somebody else. Maybe with Denzel yeah. Washington, it would have been better. Who knows? Um, but I don't with want to this man's start. Um, Spider-Man stuff that worked out really well. I thought it doesn't matter. It's, sim- it's similar with uh, like Mandalorian. I know it's technically Disney, but it's more Lucasfilm really. But in Mandalorian, there's some class scenes of like uh, female characters just like carrying the story without it like being pushed in your face that oh look it's a female-led cast kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I can't remember the name of the, There's a psychiatrist or someone that has said there's some sort of rule where the, I can't remember the name of the rule. John, you might you might know this, or Nick, you might know this. I do know it. I can't think of it now. Yeah, me too. And it's where if, if a female character interacts with another female character without speaking about a male character or without, you know, only talking about to, a, to a, another female character about female shit, yeah. it passes a certain test. And I can't remember the name of the test. It was just, it, what, what it is, it's a... It's basically to pass the test, you have to have like two female characters in the film actually talking to each other, not relating to, let's say, boys or anything. A like that. Score. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like basically a lot of films. Is it the Beck- Beckdale test? That's it. That might be right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Beckdale right. test. And like a lot of films fail it because a lot of films might have female characters, but they only ever talk to men, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Stuff like yeah. that. Or so, they only yeah. talk to each other about men. Yeah. I think it's the Beckdale test. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a pretty fair. Fair one. I mean, I'm not sure whether the Mandalorian passes it. I've not actually been. Oh, I'm sure it will do. Yeah, yeah. it definitely does. Because there's, there's a couple of uh, female Mandalorians alone in that in that in that show. That's true. They're either, but yeah. then again, those 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 female characters are highly sexualized in you know UFC or WWE, aren't they? Yeah, Sasha Banks in it from WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who, who's yeah. this? Who's hot? Like hardcore woman that we can employ. Okay, she'll do. Oh, Gina Carano will do as well. 
<laughs> uh, Judy Grano's been in a bit of a bit of a, uh, a mess, hasn't she? Well, not a mess, but like she's she's a Republican, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to that with the Mandalorian. I've got a few things to say about that, but uh, what are you guys wrapping up with, Sol? What what do you think in, in general? So, what do you think, Nick? Come on, I'll... I I I loved it. I thought it was really good uh, film. I um, did actually. I, I I really liked it. Yeah, it's like like because in the past couple of years, I think last year and and last year they might have released um two. They did that one with uh, Tom Holland and uh, Chris Pratt. Um, Onward. Yeah. Onward. And, and that, that oh, was... is that... I've not seen that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's on Disney Plus if you've got it. Um, it's Onward? Not... I'll definitely... Is it it's... worth a go, then? Yeah, it's all right, but I think this one's better. I like this one is like... A, a, a... Yeah, it's just a better film. Okay, fair enough. So what, what, what would you rate it, Nick? Rate it? Uh... I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but um, four out of five. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I mean, if, if I was in a way, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to have to go with the whole two system. I don't know. I don't what, know. But if I'm going to say that Toy Story 1 is like 4.5 out of 5, and maybe like Finding Nemo might be 4.5 out of 5 or 4. I don't know. It's getting on there. This ain't that. Maybe it's 4 out of 5. Yeah, that's what I would go for, yeah. Jimbo, just a bit random question. Are you wearing like a leather jacket there? No, no. It's it's sort of more of a plaid. Ah, uh, right. I thought you got dressed up for the podcast then. I thought you had like a little <laughs> well, no, I leather jacket I, I, I feel as though <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, trying to that, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the lighting, the lighting made it look like a bit shiny, like it was like a, like a black leather jacket or something. You want to see my lighting self, John. You want to see my light. I've got actually <laughs> a Philips mood light with a bit of tissue paper as a diffuser oh excellent yeah hoarding nice. hoarding toilet roll yeah <laughs> toilet roll <laughs> like i say i mean no expense spared really obviously with the, you know, <laughs> with the pandemic situation i still do have toilet rolls i've got quite a few of them in the cupboard as well i've not been panic buying them i just i'm a one wipe kind of guy what can i say <laughs> I'll jump in with the film if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Quick one. Uh, I mentioned uh, I watched the the Omen from 1976. I've seen that a million times. Yeah, it was on Now TV, so I just gave it a rewatch over the holidays. Uh, I loved, love it again. I, I still loved it. Uh, still creepy. There's one bit though now that won't fly nowadays. Uh, Gregory Peck, the main character, goes to Italy to get the the daggers of Megiddo, the cold or something, which he needs to kill the Antichrist. <laughs> and when he's coming back from Italy, he's just on the plane. And he's, out, he's in the plane, sat in his chair, with the daggers just on his knee. <laughs> <laughs> the nine daggers of Megiddo. Me, it's like you that nowadays. You wouldn't even get through customs, would you? Yeah, and it's just like this dramatic scene. He's sat there because he's like, God, I'm going to have to kill me on son. Like, and he's got the knives just in a bag on his, on his knee. So like, yeah, good luck now. Good luck nowadays getting through uh, customs. That's with... what I'm saying. So, John, are you saying that the devil takes over the world now? How the fuck is someone going to fly to Spain or uh, Italy and collect these daggers now? Yeah, I don't know. They'll have to import them or something. <laughs> then again, I did. I, I ordered some. I'm sorry, a bit, a little bit off topic. I did order a knife from Amazon. You know, a kitchen knife, and it, it turned up. Oh, yeah. So obviously, you, you can just do that. Yeah, Christian, get get Jeff Bezos to help you out. Yeah, exactly. Like he is probably the Antichrist. So. 
He is, but then again, apparently, um, who's the who's the other rich guy called? Um, Donald Trump. Oh yeah, uh, it's him. Tesla man. Um, Tesla man. Oh. Yeah. Nicholas Tesla man is now now the richest man in the world. Elon Musk, yeah, but he's uh, he said he wants to donate half of it to charity, didn't he? Oh, that's good. Which charities though? I don't know. He's asked. He's asked. No, he's asked. He's asked for recommendations so we can just start uh, distributing. Can't argue with that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, discredit the guy, make him out to be a demon, but seems like he's doing something right. I don't know. I, 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 he does I seem like a bit of a maniac, though. He's definitely oh, a maniac, but I feel like he's putting he's... things into space. I saw some of his spaceships in space, like yeah. the beginning, like early on in the year, like shit in the sky. He's definitely he a maniac. But he's definitely a maniac, but I think, like in general, he's got like best kind of things at heart, like like best intentions. Like remember yeah. the uh, a year or two back. Those kids got stuck in that. I think that was Italy, maybe. Some oh. kids got stuck in a mine. Yeah. In Thailand, I think it was, wasn't it? He was trying to convince some guy to use his sub to rescue them, and the guy didn't use it. And he called him a paedophile? He did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the actual... What was, I think, John, I think the story about that was is that there's no way that you could fit a submersible vehicle inside this cave. It was that narrow. This oh, guy, right. uh, Elon Musk, was talking out of his ass. <laughs> and then this guy's told him like a fucking nonce or something like that, which is <laughs> well, yeah. I talk about the devil, uh, just on the omen. Uh, I watched the remake as well from like 2006. And I remember it's... going to because I remember, sorry, John, it was it was on the 6th of the 6th, oh, six. Yeah, I went to the well, cinema to watch it. I only knew this from looking into it. The original film was as well, it was the 6th of June 1976. Wow. And, yeah, and that was 30 years later, 2006. 30 years later, 2000. Somewhere I've got... Yes, yeah, 30 years, yeah. But uh, somewhere I've got an actual uh, cinema ticket from 2006 that says the 6 of the 606, the omen on it. <laughs> That's very good. The uh, the one thing is, though, the remake's pants. Uh, it's like, almost like a shop-for-shop remake at times. It's just exactly the same story, just not done as well. But the one thing they do better... In the original, uh, Gregory Peck's wife gets killed by one of the Satan's acolytes by getting thrown out of a hotel window, uh, hospital window, sorry. And she lands in an ambulance and dies. Just a bit OTT kind of thing. But in the remake, they kill her by uh, injecting an air bubble into into a thing in hospital. And uh, I just think that's horrific. Like the idea of that, like, yeah. getting like an air Apparently bubble. Apparently, that, that, will, that will do it. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the way the that scene plays out was actually. That's actually creepier than the original one where she gets, gets thrown out of a hospital window. Yeah, but, uh, yeah definitely. Yeah, I'd give the, the original Omen, I'd give it a 4.5. I think it's uh, still really good. Very good. And sorry, one last thing. It's got that uh, class soundtrack as well. You know, like one of the first films, sort of that orchestral kind of like, oh, she, she's a ball. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so it's a bit like... Uh, What's that Star Wars episode one called? Yeah, exactly like the Phantom Menace, uh, Jewel of the Fates. Jewel of the Fates, yep. That's where the, that's where that got that idea from, I think. I don't know if you want to insert a uh, soundbite of the uh, actual... Beep.
so that was a bit of the orchestral jewel of the fate. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I mean, uh... <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah, so, uh, give that 4.5. Have you watched anything, Nick? Uh, I've watched loads of films, but um. I won't bother talking like because over Christmas for some reason I just decided to watch the MCU from front to back, and so I did that. Um, you managed like, to watch them all. How many are there, Nick? Oh God, you're looking loads. Twenty on that one, I think. It's about it's about twenty. Yeah, I, I was watching like multiple a day, just like going through them. But um, yeah, but but yeah, so I watched that over Christmas. I watched uh, Fight Club the other day. Not seen that in a while. Oh, um, great yeah, yeah, because like. I, I remember the first time I watched it. Not, do you know, like um, it, um, Brad Pitt flashes up at first, like bit of the film, like, like this flashes of him, like into, subliminal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like I remember from the first watching it, never noticing that. But I, I find it hard to believe now watching it again because it's so obvious. Yeah, you didn't see it. <laughs> do you know? I do. I've seen that film a couple of times, and I don't remember that either. I remember there being subliminal bits in it where, where, where they talk about like the. the, the the willy being shown in the TV screen, and it was like uh, on the cinema, sorry, and he like splices some dick yeah, stuff yeah. in there just does, to freak yeah. people out. People, and there's kids walking out the cinema crying and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and apart well, from Disney, oh, sorry, oh. what do you mean? I was just saying, with that, like Disney famously did that, didn't they? With uh, like the rescuers had like a naked woman in it the window, did, yeah. And stuff, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen a few things on Snopes that, that show Disney. I think there's something on that Little Mermaid where it's like a, a willy shaped. Uh, oh, there's um, a bit on the, li- the Lion King know. as well, where it, where it spells out "sex in the sky." <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can't. Surely the animators were having a laugh or something like that. I, I don't know, but I don't. Well, there's another bit. Watch fucking Lion King. I only saw this the other day. There's a bit in Aladdin where the original version of Aladdin, uh, the dialogue when he's trying, he's trying to like get chasing tigers away or something. But the dialogue he actually says is teenagers take off your clothes. Really? Yeah, yeah in a really fast way. It's like teenagers take off your clothes like that. And Disney always denied, always denied that's what he was saying. They said he was actually saying like tigers go away or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But Disney have Disney have now removed that that actual dialogue from the film. Okay. What the fuck? So it was yeah. something sinister then. Give it a Google, it'll be on YouTube, the original clips and stuff. It's clearly what would I type in if I wanted to find that, John? What would I type in on Google? Teenagers taking off clothes. I can't write. I can't type <laughs> that into Google, can I? <laughs> no, you can't. Maybe wow. Aladdin. Aladdin teenagers. <laughs> Aladdin. Oh, okay. And have you been on Snopes? You know what Snopes is, don't you? Yeah, I'm not checked. I'm not checked that one actually. But okay, okay, fair enough. Watched... Sorry, Nick, I cut you off then. Oh no, I was going to say there's uh, only one other thing. I watched, I watched like a TV show. It's um, aired on Netflix very recently um, called the, Hist- called the History of Swearing <laughs> or The History of oh, Swearing. Oh, with Nicolas Cage, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. What's that like? It's fantastic. Like, Nicolas Cage is incredible and I love it. Oh, um, I can't wait to watch this then. It's so good. Uh, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. It's um, like, There's only like four, um, five or six um, swear words, so it's like an episode per swear word, so it's um, fuck shit. Uh, I think <laughs> dick, pussy, um, and uh, bitch, twat, and damn. No twat or, or cunt. No. Well, they can probably do it <laughs> next season for them. Can't they? That'll be next season. That will, yeah, of course. Yeah. 
but it's so good. Honestly, I'd highly recommend it. <laughs> Very good. Oh, I will give it a go because I actually saw that was on the Netflix of the day. So I will give that a go. Yeah, because it's like like it's uh, obviously just got like a load of like comedians and actors and stuff that um, I like talking about. It's so just got like Nick Offerman. He, uh, he he's just talking about it. It's got um, how oh, else? Um, Jim Jeffries, that comedian, the Australian comedian. Oh yeah, I like Jim Jeffries. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Is he Australian? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's his class. Yeah, would recommend. <laughs> Very good. Cool. I'll give that a go then. Yep. Jimbo, have you got anything? Yeah, I've got a couple of bits. Uh, I'm going to. I've got quite a lot of things I've watched. Obviously, we've been locked down. There's not really much else to do than jack off or, you know, watch <laughs> films. Yeah. So, or do, do both at the same time, really. Um, so this is one thing I watched last night. I didn't know what it was. And, you know, Neil Bloomkamp. Yeah, the South African director. Yes. Yeah. Who, did, did who Chappie. was famous. Chappie. District 9. And, yep. And Elysium. Elysium. Yep. Yes. Well, he's made. I only re- I only realised this recently that he's. This has happened in 2017, up until modern day times. Called Oats Studio, as in like Holland Oats, or would you like some oats in your porridge? That right. sort of. Oats. And he's uh, done like a sort of uh, a YouTube channel dedicated to making these short films to gauge people's sort of uh, reaction to them to see whether or not it's worth investing in to make a feature-length film from. Right. So all I can really say is, if, you, if you've ever seen, um, what was that Netflix one? Love Death Robots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nick, I know that you, 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 you've seen that before. It's very similar to that. They're not all, I mean, most of them are, are, are live action, but there's a couple of CGI ones in between. Honestly, get on Oat Studio on YouTube. I went on uh, Amazon and on Amazon Prime, they've got a, a feature length version, all of them condensed into one film that's like an hour and a half long, but you can actually access them on YouTube individually as well. But if you go on Oat Studios, I was actually amazed by the quality and the, and, uh, they're, they're very interesting, some of these uh, things. Uh, Oat Studios on YouTube, and that's uh, Neil Bluecamp's thing. And uh, hopefully, if enough people uh, watch this stuff, maybe they'll um, vote in some of these programs and actually they will become feature length films in the future. Just a quick one going from that um, um, Battle Angel. Uh, oh, yeah. Battle Angel. Alita. Alita. Uh, absolutely love that. Have you, have you seen it, uh, John? I've seen it, yep. Yeah, yeah, sort of the same last year. I was mega impressed by that. I didn't expect to be impressed as much as I was, but apparently Robert Rodriguez is coming back and he's 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 got he's got a sequel in the bag and it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. I liked it, yeah. I mean the uh, it's all about the effects and stuff into so, that. Like, James Cameron was heavily involved as well, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah. So it was a, a bit like a bit of an avatar kind of effect. Trial run for Avatar, basically. Yeah, I that's believe. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, uh, you mentioned Rodriguez. He, he's making a comeback with uh, the Mandalorian as well. Sure is. Well, I, don't think, I don't think it's, gonna be, it's not going to be called the Mandalorian. It's going to be called the Book of Boba Fett, I believe. 
Oh no, sorry, he actually directed quite a few of the uh, Mandalorian episodes as well. Yeah, well, I, think he, I think he directed the one episode of Mandalorian uh, um, where Boba Fett came back. So he did that. I mean, now he's been given the opportunity. Imagine it's Favreau's decision to allow Rodriguez to come up on this one. That was interesting. Um, yeah. He's a great director, but just in the last in the last five, ten years, he just really fell away, fell off, like lost his way kind of thing, I think. Ever since, uh, yeah, Rodriguez, ever since Grindhouse, he kind of went off the boil a bit. I understand. Yep. He's not a right guy, is he? He's a cool guy. No. Yeah. I've just got a quick film, if that's okay. Uh, I watched uh, a film called Host on Shudder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it came out last summer, and everyone was raving about what well, say raving. People were like, "Sorry, a lot of people were saying it's really good," but a few of the podcasts and stuff that I follow weren't big fans of it. So I just thought, oh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'll probably hate this. So I never bothered. But with Crimbo, I thought oh, I'll get a free a month, month free trial of Shudder. I'll give it a watch. Uh, watched it, and uh, I really liked it. Okay, is it is, is, is it like a remake of the? Uh... Um, is it Korean? Oh no, sorry, nothing to do with that. It's a, uh, it's like uh, what's that film called? Is it Unfriended that I like? The one where they're on, on Zoom, uh, not on uh, Zoom, on Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you love. You've already talked about this film loads in the past. It's like, like I love Unfriended, and I love Unfriended too. Is that what it's called, Unfriended? I think so. It isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's like that, but it's on Zoom, not on Skype. Oh, <laughs> so it's totally different. Very <laughs> <laughs> completely different, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally different idea. But I, I love these horror films over, over. Uh, what, 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 do they, what do they call these? Um, well, it was uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar, wasn't it, that first started this trend, wasn't it? Oh, what was that film called? Searching. Yeah, that was good. I like that one as well. Is this but, what? Was, uh, is this what genre we're talking about now? Uh, yeah, particularly this, this horror genre, like. Was unfriended, unfriended too, and now there's one called Hoax. But I think this is actually the best of the three, to be honest. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's another film that came out around the same time as Unfriended. Um, which is, there was. There's one called Friend Request, but that, that wasn't totally over Zoom, I think. Oh, was Skype. it not? Don't think so. It's a similar kind of idea, though. Uh, but this one, though, it's only fifty. It's only fifty-five minutes long. Uh, Thankfully. Well, can you guess why? No. What we're doing right now should. Oh shit! Ah. So it's guess. So it's to do with is the fact that they run out of time, time limit on a on a on a specific website. Yeah, they literally spend fifteen minutes at the start all meeting up to do this uh, Zoom call, and then they start the Zoom call, and after the forty minutes, the film just ends. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually brilliant. It's it's cheap. Honestly, I like it. I think you both really like it. I th- it was quite creepy in places, had some good ideas and stuff. Okay. But I, What's this called again, John? Sorry. This one's called Host. Uh, it's on Shudder. But I think I you can rent it on that. Really sure actually... It's one of them, you can rent it on other, other stuff and what have you. But uh, I think it's actually better than Unfriended and Unfriended 2. And I, quite, I quite like both of them. So, okay. yeah, give it a watch. I think you'll like it. Will do. Interesting. Um, just be- before I relinquish it to Nick, uh, watch a couple of films. Watch The Truman Show. We all know and love The Truman Show, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. 
watched Rogue One after finishing Mandalorian. I think we've, I think we've already established that that was quite a, a decent Star Wars film as well. I, I'm not the biggest fan of it. We'll come no, to it more no. when we talk about. We'll come to it more when we talk about Mandalorian. Yeah, but like the reason I don't like Rogue One is it's a lot of just fan service. Like, oh look, here, here's those people from the barroom cantina. Oh look, and here's R two D two and stuff, and here's, here's the guy on a yabbing waving the, the X wings and stuff like that. I know you mean. Whereas Mandalorian, it does a lot of st- that stuff, but it does it better. Like, and it actually has meaning behind it in the Mandalorian and stuff. So. Wow, I had no idea that you'd be that en- enthralled by Mandalorian. So that that should oh, be mate. interesting when we actually. Spoil- love spoiler for you. I love I love the Mandalorian series too. Yeah. It's blue blue myself. Actually, reminds me a little bit of Pedro Pascal, John. Me. Yeah. I'm more like a uh, Jabba, I think. <laughs> 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 Well, I've got to admit, though, when Pedro Pascal takes his helmet off, he looks like a right tramp in uh, The Mandalorian. He's a normal bloke. No, that's what I like about him. He's a normal yeah, bloke. Yeah, his hair's all over the place and stuff. And, like, well, he's never a helmet on for fucking two years, hasn't he? Yeah. Another long it is. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get um, to it. Sorry. Yeah, I love The Mandalorian. We will talk about The Mandalorian then, later. But uh, I've, I've seen The Mid... Have you, has everybody seen The Midnight Sky? The, the George Clooney one? That he directed. No, I, I, well. I do want to watch it, but I've not got around to it. Okay, it's worth a watch, but don't get your hats, don't get your hearts set on watching it. Um, it's got the lady from Rogue One in it as well. Jin Erso. Jin Erso. She's got a very distinctive name. I can't remember her name. Yeah, I can't think of it now. Oh, uh, so do me, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's got her in it. Uh, Black Box, which was an Amazon Prime one, which was almost like a bit of a. It had the. It had actually. Do you know the lady that the, had somebody? I believe it was the saxophonist from that that uh, Pixar film we were talking about earlier on. Yeah. Oh, Soul. Soul. It's got someone from Soul in it as well. And Black Box, I mean, I'm not sure whether or not they've decided to call it Black Box because it's mainly about black people in the film. Maybe that's the case, maybe not, whatever. Pretty interesting sci-fi film, though, about a fella who's had a car crash and he can't quite remember, like, his old life. And it's sort of, it's quite it's quite interesting. It's got, it's got a really good... Uh, black Box is worth a watch. Don't get fucking... Don't get bogged down in details, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, I watched Wolf of Wall Street last week as well. Great film. Ah. Yeah, I've seen that on Netflix. I've been meaning to uh, to um, give that a go. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I gave I gave it a go because it's been a while since I watched it. And it's still just it, it has stood the test of time. I think it definitely oh, has. Yeah. Wall Street is is one of Martin Scorsese's triumphs. Yeah, it's a fantastic. It's definitely film. up there. Yeah, yeah. I think personally, I think the Irishman is better, but it's definitely one of his best best of the last fifteen years, probably twenty years, to be honest. To be honest, I've only seen the Irishman once when we spoke about it on the podcast about a year ago. I think it would have been, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, last year, yeah, last January. So I do need, I do need to watch it again. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved Wolf of Wall Street. I think that's definitely. I mean, I think The Departed is better, and I think that maybe you're right about Irishman being better than it. Maybe not though, but I think definitely. Um, what, what's the main one with Ray Liotta? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. It's, 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 I think that's Martin Scorsese's piece de la resistance. 
I agree. <laughs> One of the best films ever. Yeah. yeah. This is going to sound really weird if you're listening, but we're now redoing a conversation we just did, and it's three days later. So originally it was like a tenet thing where we'd gone back three days to record the start of the podcast, and we're now just finishing it off. But now it's more like Inception. Now we're like on a different level, different level of the podcast. <laughs> We've dropped down a level to like to redo the same thing again in a different in a different way. Yeah. So basically. I had a Zoom issue on Sunday, couldn't get back on the call to finish off the podcast. So we've rescheduled for tonight. And we just had a bit of a chat then about a few things and uh, we forgot to record. <laughs> it, it's it's well known as well because it was golden. It was gold. I swear just to God. Pretend, listeners, that it was fucking golden and just remember that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just quickly fly through it. And you just pretend that like everything was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. So if it sounds like we've already spoke about this once, it's because we have. <laughs> <laughs> so it's three days later. And we're redoing a conversation, so let's go. Right, I uh, I watched a TV show, uh, which I know Nick's I know Nick's watched because we just spoke about it. But what whatever could think... this TV show be? <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, the. I say we just had a big conversation about the name of the show. And I'm so it's about the whole... on Hell House or something <laughs> like that. It's the haunting of Bly Manor, isn't it? The, the new net, well, the new. Oh network. my God! Really? Is that the one you are talking about? <laughs> what I, a crap I, program! That sounds I, like it's going to be such a crap program. I, I too, <laughs> I too have also seen this show, John. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what, what? No, no. But what did you think of it? What do you reckon? Well, I was just saying then, like I watched watched the first four episodes. I think when it when it launched in October. And I wasn't a big fan of it. it. It really turned me off, kind of thing. It was confusing more than anything, jumping all I, over the place. Yeah, I think, I think, I think similarly to the first series. Well, I say first series, but you know the uh, haunting the Hill House. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think it does pick up later in later episodes, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like I watched the uh, a review on Red Letter Media, and they were really positive about it. They were saying like it's you know it's a quite a good classic gothic horror tale and I, I was only four episodes in and i was like really i was not enjoying that at all so on the basis of their review i gave it another go and at the risk of sounding like i changed my opinion because uh red light media said it was good i actually did end, end up quite enjoying it uh the last two episodes in particular are really good really pulls it together and especially the uh the episode before the penultimate episode before the finale where it flashes back to like the 17 or 1800s to show you how the lady in the lake came came about, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I ended up quite enjoying it. But uh, you just mentioned a minute ago, Nick, that Mike Flanagan isn't planning on doing another series after this one, I believe. Uh, well, I believe he's, uh, I think he said he's got no plans to do it, whether like a few years like down the road, or Netflix might just start throwing money at him, just please do another one, they loved them two, first two, yeah. but um, I don't know, um, but um, refresh my memory, John, um, 
um, what was the, uh, how did he, uh, um, sorry, the Penulta episode, how did the woman, yeah. um, why was the house haunted? Oh, yeah, we were saying, weren't we, that the, the lady in the lake, uh, flashing back to her story in like the 1800s or whatever, she had like the plague or TB, whatever it was called uh, back then. The long, and it, the long, yeah. It took like five years to die. Uh, but I believe her sister betrayed her at the very end, kind of thing. And she kind of killed her, came out to, to kill her, I think. Uh, yeah, but was, didn't she, did she poison her or something? I can't remember. Oh, was she no, slowly... she, she strangled her, she came out of, out of she had like a box of belongings that she oh, told. She did, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she had a box of spoilers here, but she had a box of belongings she'd left for her child, and she told her husband, you know, to pass them on to the child. But the husband ended up marrying her sister after after she was dead, and her sister tried to sell her belongings, so she killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, this... And it's worth mentioning. He uses the same cast, Mike Flanagan. Uh, he brings a lot of the cast back from the Hawking of Hill. Well, yeah, that, I was just going to say the woman, the one that died. No, he wasn't the one that died. It was the, the minder, wasn't it? She was the you know the child minder of the two annoying kids. Um, yeah. I think she was in the... She was the house. young daughter in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm quite a fan of her. She's a quite a uh, attractive lady. I think she's called Victoria Pedretti. Yeah, but the what the one who uh, was dying as well wasn't she the one that like had the glove in the first season? Yeah, she, sorry, yeah. Is, is she like Mike Flanagan's wife or something? Yeah, she's actually married. To, she's in like all his films and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Apart from Doctor Sleep, I don't think she was in Doctor Sleep. But how did he do Doctor yeah, Sleep? Yeah, that was Flanagan. Yeah, still, still haven't. That seen. was wank. I, I thought Doctor Sleep was absolutely wank. Not uh, a fan. The first 10 minutes was like so nostalgic for the original film. I thought it was going to be amazing, and they just literally just, yeah, wasn't I've got to admit, the book isn't great. Like, it's just not. When you think of The Shining, and you think of like, where can the sequel go? You don't think of like, like, uh, road trip vampires. You know what I mean? It's just not. Yeah. And not where you go. Weird, like, Special effects on the eyes and just look like a proper like nineties, you know, sci-fi channel film or something yeah. like that. I don't mind it. I, mean, I read the book first, so I kind of knew how, how weird the story was anyway. So I didn't mind it, but it's definitely not uh, definitely not great, is it? No. We got we got you McGregor, who is uh, Obi Wan, and we got bloody uh, Hayden Christensen coming back as uh, as Darth Vader apparently, which is mm, yeah crazy. I think, but. What, are you happy about that or not happy? No, I think shit. Hayden Chris isn't Darth Vader, is he? Well, he wore the suit in Revenge of the Sith. That was Christensen under, under the suit. Revenge of the Sith? That was such yeah. a shit film, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, look, it looks good, though. At the, end, at the very end of Revenge of the Sith, when he walks up to the Emperor and folds his arms and still next to him. Looks the part. Looks, looks like Vader. Yeah. I think anybody wearing Darth Vader's... Clothes would look a bit like Darth Vader <laughs> as well. <laughs> Same face and everything is mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah. Just one final point on the uh, the Hill House thing. We just mentioned it before, like how 
the um, we 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 always kind of confused in work the amount of like properties that have like similar names and stuff. Like there was like the haunting of Hill House. There's the the haunting. There was House on Haunted Hill, which got remade as House on Haunted Hill. Then they made the TV show The Haunting of Hill House, and it got us on to talking about the legend of Hill House, which. Uh, I'm sure we've spoken about the pod before, Nick, haven't we? But I feel I feel uh, like in um, like earlier episodes of the main pod, um, we have actually told the story. I don't know if it, it might have been one of the, the the kind of locked episodes where yeah, maybe one of the cut off. Yeah, one of the they're not they're not open to the public. So I mean, I can tell the story again, but um, James, <laughs> uh, uh, only if you promise to act surprised, as if you've never heard it before. Okay. Okay, um, because because uh, the, the, the listeners need to believe that um, that we're uh, we're saying we're it for the first. Travelers, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That we're not time travelers. That's exactly what we need to believe. <laughs> uh, so 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 like we we got onto this kind of topic, obviously of that. Um, what's it called again? The, the history of hell. It Hillsborough House. <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? History of Hellsborough House. The Legend of Hell House is this one. So, oh, like the Legend of Hell House. So, so, um, what happened was me, myself, and Irene. No, um, myself, JT, and Joe were all in a, a local video store. No, it was a HMV, really. Um, and um, and, say, and what the fuck's a video store? <laughs> I'll like the uh, millennials listening. Well, what's to... HMV? <laughs> true, <laughs> true. But but we were at like the little horror section in HMV, and a little a little old man with like he had like a hunchback and he had like long grey hair and just honestly like he looked he, he looks like like a like a freaking creepy old man at the beginning of a horror film. Um, and and he, and he potters over to us, and he goes, and and he goes, "Have you heard of the legend of Hell House?" And like we're all shitting ourselves. And he's like, he, he like he says, like people call it the Everest of the Mount Everest of horror films. But honestly, it was fucking weird. But we all. Yeah. I remember you telling me this. No, I remember you telling me this. And in the past, you know, in the, it, not in the. Not in the future, but in the past, when we spoke about this earlier, but it was in the future because it was something that we recorded before this video. <laughs> played. Um, I, know, I, I mean, I, I mean, what you're on about, but I, know. Now I know what you mean. I know it's because it's because it was like this. We, we did the whole tenant thing, so like when when we were telling when when I was telling it, we were like in reverse, I think. So yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah. So so so, so as I was just telling you, then the, the the timelines just kind of interconnected. So it must have just come to your mind at the time. They converged. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's all it was. That's all it was, mate. But it, yeah. it, it was it, it was a creepy story though. Um, and that is spooky. That Nick. To oh, fair, I, to fair, I do tell like a lot of people that story. It really. No, you, like, I, you've told me before, and it, it just triggered them when you said it, and it reminded yeah. me the first time you told it me, gave me the willies. Yeah. Then yeah. I was thinking, Jimbo, we, we probably would have told you in, in the office because uh, we used to spot the guy all over town, if <laughs> everywhere on that lunch. You know, I was back with him as well. I really got. I always wanted to ask him to do to make an appearance on the podcast because, like, <laughs> no, no, but but like like one of the first names for the podcast that we ever like thought of was was actually have you heard the have you heard yeah. podcast um which was his quote so um i always, I always 
Like, obviously, it ended up being "Don't Spoil the Ending," uh, the main podcast. But um, yeah, like, like we 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 did we did consider. Have you heard? I think actually, I think it was already taken, so we didn't. So some some shit uh, some shit uh, podcast already took it. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, so I've I never like I've learned a lot today. I've never listened <laughs> to this. I've never listened to this podcast called "Have You Heard?" So. Don't don't quote me on it being shit. It might be, it might be fantastic. It might be really good. It might be something that's worth just turning this off and just you know putting that on instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go and give it a listen. <laughs> well, just while we're doing the, the time travel trick, uh, Nick, you also had another TV, uh, movie. I think you're going to mention a movie. It wasn't a movie. It was a, a TV. Series. Was it like a, a TV show? All right. So it was a TV series. It's uh, so like during my time back uh, my, 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 the, the time i went back in time i um I, I watched i watched the netflix that came out in the week you know what i mean um, have, you just, watched, have, you, have you watched an netflix film that program now or are you going to watch it but you've seen it in the no no world? no because obviously we uh we 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 recorded this and then went back in time to record the first part didn't we oh um, yeah and, that's, and, that's why i'm getting confused yeah, yeah, and, and, jar, and during during the time that we went back, I decided to watch it because it had just come out. I'm, I'm having memories that I've never even. Honestly, we're, we're we're getting so confused. Like anyone listening to to this now, it's like, what the fuck are they on about? But um, basically, it's the, uh, it's the perfect tribute for Tenet, though. Yeah, yeah, it's just it quite good. Um, and it's not drugs, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. <laughs> but um, the, 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 show, the show that John was referring to was called uh, "Surviving Death," and uh, there was it, it basically it's like people who have had like um, out of body experiences. I think it's called um, or spiritual. I don't know what you want to call it. So the first episode, it's just people talking about like how they've kind of died um, and like they've kind of gone to this after life kind of thing and to be fair they all kind of explain the same kind of scenario where they, they, they find themselves in like a field full of really colorful flowers and they get to this kind of big fucking dome and like they're greeted by the family and um every every one of them kind of obviously survived and so just before they come back like the family says to them like yeah yeah you, you need to go now um you're not it's not your time yet and uh, every one of them are like but I really don't want to. I fucking, I love it. Here. Like, yeah, sorry, it's not your time. Go on, off you go. Um, that, see, the first episode was quite interesting. I found it quite interesting because that, like, that kind of thing, out of body experiences, it it's always fascinated me. Um, not not to say that I believe it in it or anything, but it's always just fascinated me. Um, like ghosts and stuff. I mean, I've yeah. never seen a ghost, but I like the idea well, of them. Well, that 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 brings me to the second. I like the idea of a ghost wank as well. Have you heard what a ghost wank is? <laughs> No, but um, but but um, that that brings me perfectly onto the um, next episode of the series, um, uh, which was all about mediums, um, and I'm not gonna lie, I was laughing the entire way through because it's just people like, uh, just sat there going like, there's one guy he was sat there and he was like. He's like, so I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a John, and this guy sat there going, no, I don't, I don't know any Johns, um, and he's like, and I'm, 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 I'm hearing uh, Mary in it. Um, no, and he was, and he was like, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing that, um, that like they didn't just die, like they were, the, the life was taken, like they were killed, and he's like, no, that, no, that's not happened. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I was just watching it going, this is hilarious. But um, there was a, another woman on it as well, and she calls herself a medium slash uh, spiritual healer, 
And she sat there and like with this dude who's saying that like he's got all these issues where it's like shaking all the time. She's lame on the bed there. And like she sat there and she's like, All right, I'll see you in a bit. Like as if she's just gonna disappear and this ghost is gonna take over and like <laughs> like like heal this man. So she's like, Yeah, I'll, I'll see you in like I'll see you in like a couple of minutes when, when, when once he's gone. And she does this weird thing where she's going like <laughs> and then all of a sudden like she, she, she no not even joking, like I was laughing, I was laughing my head off. It was so funny. Um and then like she's got her eyes closed and she goes, Hello, my dear. Uh, like she's like, so uh, my medium tells me that you've 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 got this problem with your wrist. I was like, um, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like, she, 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 she just, honestly, it was the most hilarious thing I've ever watched. And I was just like, like I can't believe this is a thing, but whatever. no. And where yeah. can we watch this, Nick? Because this sounds fucking hilarious. It's it's on Netflix. It's called Surviving oh, no. Death. I've only watched the first two episodes, but um. Okay. Like the first one's like fascinating to me anyway. Uh, the second one, yeah. like I say, if you want a good laugh, watch that. <laughs> this is right, okay. Disclaimer this is going to sound really racist now. Oh. Do Americans, are, are, are Americans a lot more religious than, than English people? I mean, that's not racist. It's a fact. They actually are. Like, as a country, they genuinely are. Like, like, like uh, as a whole, you, the UK of more or less kind of abandoned the idea of Catholicism. Like, I mean, we live in a, a, a desolate part of the world that's raining every day and it's difficult to believe in anything. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking deity would fucking um, put leave us in this fucking shit all? Yeah. <laughs> we've got nothing. I mean, we've got, we've, we've got potatoes when, 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 the, when the gods allow it. We've got no, like, there's, there's nothing that can kill you here, though, is there? It's just like a very... A but, safe um, haven that's cold and wet. But yeah, but as a whole, the, the, the UK, um, um, the the UK have um, kind of, as a whole, kind of gone away from it. But America have, as a whole, kind of kept it. Like, 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 don't they have to like swear on the Bible when they become president and shit? Like, is 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 is, is, is it isn't even like the politics and? I think, I think there's something similar in England as well. I think, especially but, the, I, I know that the UK. I think they have to like. You have to if you're not going to swear on the Bible or whatever your religion is, you have to swear upon the the Queen or something like that. But if you're a well, yeah, yeah. no, but um, like with with America, like um, like politics and religion are like very intertwined, aren't they? There's like there's there's very very yeah. little space between the two of them, like. Like it's yeah. it's it's so entwined in their like society, religion, so. Yeah, a simple solution that I would my recommendation is don't believe a word that religious people say and don't believe a word that any politician says. Oh, oh yeah, I mean with the politician thing, but um, like like I'm 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 I, I consider myself an atheist, but um, I'd never say don't listen to a word a religious person says. I'd, I'd always say keep an open mind. But um, what's the difference between agnostic and atheism? Atheism's um, well. If you atheists believe um, that they just they, they, they just don't believe in the god whatsoever, agnostics no. um, are no, a bit, no, are, they're, they're a bit unsure. But um, uh, as, as, think, as, as JT has once nice. as JT has once said, um, all atheists are, are, are technically agnostics because they really don't know. <laughs> so did I say that? Yeah. You did say that, John, and um, and I think about it a lot because I still consider myself atheist. But should I be doing? It? 
Yeah, like I said, I've always called myself agnostic just because I just don't, don't know. Have you know, know. Fucking yeah. hell. Exactly. I, I, I agree. I agree with you, John, because like, I've, li- I've never seen anything to suggest that there is a real a god out there. I think it's just amazing. Do, 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 do I've never seen anything to suggest that Harry Potter exists either, but do, apparently <laughs> doesn't. Well, this is, no, this is genuinely like, uh, there's a quote from uh, Stephen Fry, and he said, uh, and 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 because he's obviously a famous atheist, and he said, "Oh, of course, yeah." And and, and he said, um, "I also don't know that there's like um, that there's not a uh, fucking tiny little teapot um, um, like um, flying round Saturn, but um, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna say there's not." Yeah, an educated. Um, yeah, I, like I, I can make an educated guess that there's not a teapot um, orbiting Saturn, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Stephen Stephen Fry held used to hold quite. I think he still does. But he has a, a, a group of friends that are atheists, and he's one of the blokes is dead now. I can't remember his name. I think his name was oh, uh, Chris Chris um, Christopher Hitchens. Hitchens. I I I watched so much of his stuff. Like he fascinates Christopher me. Christopher Hitchens. Like, I think his name. I think yeah. his name was yeah. Yeah, I he, fasc- a few things. yeah he fascinates me because like anyone could give like come up with something and he's he like uh he always has an answer to everything but it's always smart it's not just like well you're shit it's it's always a smart answer. yeah yeah this this podcast is just proper spirals into religion isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or not really we're not really talk- we're talking about the way that people think aren't we really we're not talking about religion as such you like um i feel like we should probably like end up um kind of wrapping this up a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah just uh in the future though something to bear in mind we should just do like a hangout podcast where we don't talk about a specific film and just literally talk about any any old shit that comes up kind of thing <laughs> yeah do you know what about... that yeah we should call like it a bi-monthly one I mean, <laughs> a bi-weekly I mean the the episode that we that we're about to go back in time to record um yeah. um on Sunday, um, like I, I, I'm planning on recording the beginning bit of the conversation, so like there is a lot of just conversation in there. All there will be. Um, God, it's com- <laughs> this is this is confusing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like a podcast uh, within a podcast. <laughs> maybe in future, just do like a little thirty minute thirty minute hangout thing at the end. Call it "Film Is Dead Hang Time" or something. We'll just uh, have a little uh, like 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 just like little like like. 20 minute snippets well like conversations yeah. or something that'd be class actually should do because I think we get to the point we all just hate films now anyway don't we we've established this film is dead now mate <laughs> yeah so we'll just we'll, we'll wrap up the pod there guys uh, it's been in class to see you both again it's been a bit a while so yeah, so yeah. good to have a catch up. Uh, I'll see you again um, three days ago in a few minutes. Well, to, to confuse it even further, we're now going to record the Mandalorian podcast that you'll hear <laughs> before any before any of this. So, <laughs> so you've got. I'm, I'm sick of the sight of you before I've even seen you, basically. <laughs> right, guys, it's been, been great to see you all again, and uh, yeah, yeah. we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks very much yeah. for listening, guys. See you when I see you. Cheers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can email with any feedback or complaints at don't spoil the ending at gmail.com or you can tweet us at DSTE Podcast. Thanks for watching. Mm-hmm.